The following episode of TOEFOP is rated M.A. It may contain Batman references, time travel references, sexual references, lost trains of thought, and mild course language. TOEFOP advises that the program is not suitable for anyone under the age of 15 or anyone who enjoys succinct, coherent conversation that might actually have a point. Minors must be accompanied by a parent, guardian, or priest. This is John Deke speaking. This is Tofop. I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson. And, and we're not relaxed, are we? No, I was very nervous, Charlie. Yeah. Nervous about the fact that we're about to attempt something that... Uh, look, I've done commercial radio in studios that are worth millions and millions of dollars. And often when people try to call into those shows, it fucks up. Yeah. And this is a podcast that owes the bank millions and millions of dollars. <laughs> and we're going to try to attempt it via Skype in this pocket of no reception that I live in. Yeah, and I couldn't even download an app on my phone in your office before because the bandwidth was so low. Right, you were trying to post something from to Facebook, yeah. the world's most popular website, and you couldn't do that from this office. So we are embarking on something, and it almost was made... A lot worse, Charlie. Yeah. Uh, about 15 minutes ago, Will's neighbor decided to uh, do a bit of lawn work with the loudest leaf blower on the planet. <laughs> I mean, and the, the, the next door, because like, they're the same size backyard as we are. Mm-hmm. Like, Not a lot of space. 15 minutes of leaf blowing. And it was literally started at 11.45 and we were meant to be going at 12. Yeah. And it stopped it like one minute to 12. But she teased us because she, oh, would, yeah. go, she would idle and we're like, oh, that's it. She's yeah. done. She's done. Yeah. Oh, so it was a lot of... <laughs> just like, oh, no, she's not done. <laughs> it was like the end of a James Brown concert, you know, doing the whole, <laughs> yeah. I can't go on. I can't keep blowing. And then it would just blow hard. That's the name of my autobiography. I can't keep blowing. <laughs> the Charlie Clawson story. <laughs> yeah. How I brought down 10 successful TV shows. <laughs> Charlie Clawson is the cooler. Yeah, it's like that. Uh, it's it's the it's the uh, uh, lose yourself song. If I had one opportunity, I've got I've had ten. <laughs> I fucked them all up. Right. So should we attempt this? So what we're going to try to do today, uh, and I guess this is the the point that we've got to make. Oh, so some people are going to be calling in via Skype. Now that would might mean that you might be able to see Charlie and I, but we only have one computer, and the way that this desk is arranged, we've kind of had to put the computer in like. In the middle. In the middle. But it's not a wide enough lens to include both of us. So what the Skype callers will be seeing is Will's bookshelf. Yeah, my bookshelf and, and Charlie's then, hand. And then my hand. And, and then, then I can just occasionally yeah. lean in creepily from so, the side. So we will be, as the calls come in, we will lean in and yep. say hello to the people so they can see we're actually here and it's not some like automation. Right. And then we'll this lean back. This is the back. Turing test. Yeah, exactly. In, in, in the 150th episode of the podcast, I've talked about, I've been laying that sort of anti-artificial intelligence theme yeah, through the cover. show for so long, Westworld style. Yeah. And this is where the fucking hosts come to life and yeah. the robots take over <laughs> in the TOEFOP 150th. Um, all right. So we're going we're gonna to try this. So um, our first uh, caller is Sim from Tasmania. Patch him in, Mike Hal. Oh, oh, oh my God, oh my God, I can see Sim. Look at this. Hello. Hello, Sim. We've leaned in creepily. Yep. We apologize God. for this uh, this setup because uh, we, we can't fit us both in. So we will lean in to say hello, but then 
when we start talking, we may lean back like this and you yeah. just get a view of Will's bookshelf. But we can still see you, Sim. That's the most important yeah. thing. Cool. Sorry, you have to excuse where I am. I'm stuck in a meeting room because that's the quietest spot I've got. And there's a meeting next door and the sound is terrible. But anyway, Hang so on, here wait, we go. Wait, wait. So, you're, so you're at work right now? I might be. Does yeah, your I boss can't. know what you're doing with your time? <laughs> I'm on an um, important call. Yeah, okay, okay, it's yeah. good. Well, Sim, Sim looks a lot more professional than us. There's a whole bunch of sort of binder folders in the background and uh, a proper sort of Madonna-style headset, like computer yeah. headset on there, yeah, Sim. So. Yeah, you look like Bobby Brown when the New Jack Swing thing yeah. is taking off. You want to be able to dance and sing at the same time. Welcome to 150th. And to be honest, I feel like it's going okay so far. <laughs> like, <laughs> don't get cocky, kid. Yeah. Uh, did you uh, have a question or a comment for us, mate? I have a scenario question for you. Oh, oh, we brilliant. love it. Good start. Cracking the knuckles. All right, so the only way you can get Russell Crowe to appear on TOEFOP <laughs> is to uh, agree to go to one of his concerts. So you're uh, both front up to watch Rusty LaRock in full flight, uh, except there's a freaky electrical storm. And bang, Will and Rusty swap bodies, leaving Charlie in the mosh pit with, with a Will who insists he's Russell Crowe, but you don't believe him. And uh, Will, you're in Rusty's body on stage. Uh-huh. What do you do now? I mean, this is, firstly, Sim, Good scenario. Yeah, great That's scenario. a good, solid scenario to start the 150th with, I think. Well, firstly, I feel okay about it because I've heard Russell sing and I feel like I wouldn't be out of place. <laughs> I can sort of like mumble my way. He sounded a bit like that leaf blower, to be honest, that, that was going a little earlier. That was mostly like most of his songs. So I think I'd be okay. But how would you... I think I've got the raw end of the deal yeah. here because suddenly I have uh, uh, Russell Crowe who is known for losing his temper. Yep. Suddenly in a situation which I'm sure that Russell Crowe wouldn't like because he's suddenly looking back at the stage and he's seeing what is not him getting the adoration that he wants. So I'm now, I've got a hand grenade right next to me. No, I think Russell Crowe would be really excited about this idea, I've got to be honest with you, because Russell Crowe can now do what Russell Crowe's always wanted to do have sex with Russell Crowe. <laughs> so I imagine that Russell Crowe would be considering this the ultimate masturbation opportunity. As long as there was no mirrors in the bedroom because he would look in the mirror and see you and it would ruin the fantasy, right? Well, maybe. No, maybe that'd be revenge for this podcast. He's been saving <laughs> it up and he sees a perfect opportunity. Not only does he get to have sex with Russell Crowe, but he gets to have revenge on me for this podcast. You're right. Yeah. So can I ask him in this scenario, uh, when the bodies are eventually reversed, will, will have... Well, they'll both have memories of what's occurred? Oh, absolutely. Okay, so Russell Crowe can literally make you suck his dick right. by sucking your dick. Yeah. And then you'll, you'll be left with a memory of that, that experience. Yeah, and, the, and weirdly enough, he'll say, go, will go. <laughs> All right, good. Well done, Sam. Thank you for being our first call. We really appreciate it. Oh, right, God, good. that was, Sim's a, gone. That was I rather think Michael abrupt... cut him off. Yeah, I don't my... think that was Sim. I think Sim. We have no kill switch. Although we, this, is, this isn't live, so we're okay. Right. Well, but we might get that delightful little, you know, the noise it makes when you dump the, the Skype call. noise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right. Okay. Sim says, that was awesome. Thank you. I, mate, if you're a real fan, you would have said that's awesome. So yeah. lose points. That's close. Eight out of 10. Yeah. Eight out of 10. Give us, give us a review though. Sim, I'll review you. Five stars. iTunes. Oh, now here is uh, someone called Reed from Melbourne. Patch him through, Mike Hal. All right. Here we go. Let's see if uh, we can get uh, Reed from Melbourne through. Um, and uh, so how did you think it went so far? Well, we've, oh, hey, oh, hang on, here well, we go. Wait a minute. I think we've just got into an ISIS network. Yeah. Judging by who's who's, who's on the camera. Yeah, something. Reed, can you hear us, mate? Oh, we're here now. Hey, how you going, guys? 
Good. Good. Oh, sorry. We're leaning in. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Hey, yeah, that's right. You can't see us. So we need to, we have to explain this every yeah, time. It's, it's, our, it's my bookshelf. We couldn't both fit in the shot. So the, you mostly are looking at the bookshelf. Oh, wait a minute. Okay, right, here we go. Close so, yeah. um, right. Reed, thank you very much for uh, not only being part of this podcast, but you have been an important part of this podcast. Also, you've been a contributor to this podcast. Yeah, in fact, this very week, I, uh, I emailed or, or texted uh, Reed a few days ago saying, can you come up with a bit of a Q&A Photoshop? And so what you've seen on Instagram is draft two. The first thing he sent was pretty much all the, all the same, but he had me shirtless in the background. <laughs> And I just accepted it. I was like, okay, fair enough. I did the men's health thing. I've got to wear a bit of this. So I said, yeah, that's cool. Thanks, Reed. And he's like, I was joking, man. I wasn't going <laughs> to send that one out. Now, where do, where do we find you today, Reed? Because there is a sense, yeah, with your beard and your little headset there that we might be finding you like in hiding somewhere. Where are you? Right now, I'm, I normally live in Melbourne, but it's, it's Christmas time. So we thought we'd bring the grandson back to New Zealand. Uh, so I'm hanging out in Dunedin, down south. Ah, Dunedin. Named after Edinburgh. Literally means little Edinburgh. Oh, hey, you know, yeah. I had the Wikipedia page open, but you've, you've covered it off. So, <laughs> <laughs> hey, who the fuck do you think you're talking to when it comes to useless trivia? All right, let's not fuck around. I didn't realize there was an 80s TV series about Dunedin. <laughs> that you would get this information no, but from. Uh, I believe Top of the Lake was filmed in Dunedin. So oh, there, there you go. go. Another bit of trivia for you. Parts of it, yeah. I, I think a lot of the main streets, they're named after streets in Edinburgh. They took a lot of the, the streets in Edinburgh and just overlaid it on Dunedin. Do they have Coburn Street? There may be a Coburn Street. My, my first time in Edinburgh. My wife is Scottish, obviously, and so I got there day. I got her. The, I got there the day before her, and so she said, um, "Oh, make sure you." There's a street with uh, lots of shops you should go visit. I can't remember what it's called. It begins with a C. So I got a map, and Coburn is spelt C O C K B U R N. So I was walking around to people saying, "Can you tell me where Cockburn Street is?" Right, because that's actually how it's pronounced. <laughs> All right. Uh, Reed, uh, how can we help you today? To be honest, I just wanted to, to stick my head in and say thanks for all the years of content. I mean, oh, content, that sounds a bit wanky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've been hitting our KPIs. Yeah. Uh, no, that's really good, man, because to be honest, we are, we're, we're looking to monetize this podcast in the future, and what you need to monetize things is content. Yeah. <laughs> that's what we know. We are content providers. Uh, but Reed, you have been an uh, integral part of the show's growth. I mean, I think, uh, so the... Uh, Forgive me if I'm wrong, but Better with Batman came from a Tofop episode, right? Totally, yeah. And totally. that's become its own, and that's become its own, totally. See, <laughs> we're in your brain. Been here too long. I've been here too long. <laughs> well, I was saying to Will, like when I saw that you were one of the the, the callers who won the lottery to, to get on this show, I'm like, Reed could literally call me up now. <laughs> like he doesn't have to do it via Skype. You have my details. Right. Plus, you have photos of me shirtless, apparently. Uh, yes, yeah, yeah. That's just <laughs> it's a really nice thing to point out on a uh, recorded medium that's permanent thanks <laughs> it's okay the government are monitoring all our communications these days mate all of it is uh, all of it is on the public record um uh, well we have appreciated very much having you part of it like what how did you first get involved in podcasts what was it about podcasts that kind of you know uh, was what made you want to be involved in that world it was um not the solitude, that's the wrong word, but, but being able to, to go out and, and not, not listen to music, but listen to a conversation. So I, I started off yeah. with, like a lot of people did with the um, Ricky Gervais podcast, the Ricky Gervais show with um, Stephen Merchant. That was my in. And then from there, yeah. I thought, I'll try something different. But after they finished, so I moved on to Kevin Smith and Smodcast, listened to a lot of that, and then thought, well, I'm in Australia now, I should listen to something local. And then this popped up at just the right time. So I'm I started there you, and then... Were you working in an office when you discovered podcasting? Uh, I was, but the, the kind of work I do makes podcasting hard to listen to because I do a bit of yeah, coding. Right. And if you're typing words with other words in your head, you end up getting mixed up. 
Because I, 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 <laughs> I discovered podcasting when I was doing some mindless office work where it was just literally data entry. And that was the only thing that got me through it is I literally, I found uh, Ricky Gervais and I found Smodcast, burnt through all of those. And then it was just like, whatever I can get, whatever conversation is going to take me away from this like horrible, horrible nine to five job. But then it became, I love the idea that that long form conversation thing. That's what I think I like the most. I grew up in a big family. So I used to always hear like conversations happening all the time. I think it's something I probably more than music. This draws me in is like really interesting long form conversation. I was I was just in Denver uh, doing some shows and the Denver Comedy Club Comedy Works has a downtown club and a, like a club that's in the suburbs. Two really great clubs. And I'll go back in alternate, so you do shows at sort of alternate venues. But the week I was there, Kevin Smith was in town doing his shows and he was playing the uptown club and then like the downtown club. And so I was staying at the place that Kevin Smith was going to stay two days later. Yeah, right. And I was really... I was going to like write him a note and, it <laughs> and kind of hope that like, you know, that he would find the note. And then I was like, oh no, that's creepy. Don't do that. <laughs> and it's even creepier if other people find my love note to Kevin Smith in the meantime. Uh, so, uh, now this is your, is this your first Christmas? Cause you're a dad Reed and is, was that your first kid? Yeah. So he's, he was nine months yesterday. So he's pretty much still taking over my entire life. Which is why the Photoshop stuff kind of plummeted a bit recently. Oh, yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah, raising a human being probably should take priority over putting Batman's head on pop culture, please. <laughs> well, sure, there's a balance. I'm sure there's a balance yeah. somewhere. You've given us a lot of uh, joy over the years. And I, what, for what people listening don't understand, in the, in the same way I can send John Deeks a text message and get a voiceover, an amazing voiceover, back in about 15 minutes, Reed does that with Photoshop. In fact... I think I'm going to have to actually start challenging you a bit more. I think I've been, because I, I will send you some sample photos and stuff. I think I'm going to make it a bit harder. I'm going to make you work for it. He literally just told you he has an infant that's taken over his life. And you're like, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, we should make, make this harder. thing that he helps us out with more <laughs> difficult. Why do you always have to make things more difficult, Charlie? Seriously. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, Reed, thank you. <laughs> Okay. Hey, mate, we we hope you have a, a brilliant Christmas. Like having your first Christmas with the kids going to be absolutely amazing, I'm sure. And um, thank you very much for the contribution that you've made to the show. And we hope that it will be ongoing as we go forward. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And thanks so much to both of you guys. It's been fantastic. No worries, man. Cheers, Take it mate. Easy. Have a good Christmas. You too. Cheers. All right. There we go. All right. Well, good. Two out of two. I mean, if you're a bat, if we're a batsman. The first like the first few overs have been pretty strong, right? Well, you. I think the balance is good. I mean, I think. Like straight away, we have to send a bit of a shout out so far to the brilliant Mike Howe. Yeah, he's coordinating all this from Oregon. Like, because, yeah, like, because firstly, here's what I'm going to say about that is like hundreds of people responded and we only kind of put it on the Facebook page and hundreds of people said they wanted to be involved in the show. And Mike Howe has gone through, like, you know, had the lottery, you know, then coordinated how this is all going to work. And I feel like the balance has been pretty good so far, Charlie. Yeah. I feel like Don't, as I, 150th, yeah. started with a good scenario, yeah. you know, it's gone into a sort of friend of the show. <laughs> People have learnt a little bit more behind the scenes, you know. <laughs> yeah, the narrative. So the narrative is unfolding perfectly. Right. I feel like, yeah, I feel like we've got sort of, what we got is sort of a, like a, a straight up, you know, it's yeah. your opening episode. What you need to start oh, you know with is. is a big classic sort of like, you know. If this was, oh my God, oh, the neighbours just started, started up with the, the floor, fucking yeah. leaf flower. <laughs> Look, Mike, how can you tell us, is that playing, is it playing very loudly for you? 
in the background. Anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll I, keep going. But I guess we'll deal with it. Know. And if it keeps going for too long, then uh, we can... Um... What it's like, it's been so far as, you know, when uh, This Is Your Life was on and they'd bring out like all the people from the past and they would bring out someone who not everyone would know. It's like their first manager or whatever. And it's like, oh yeah. But then they'd bring out, oh, their comedy partner that they took for 30 years. Like you sort of got to get that balance of kind of, you know, yeah. people like they're, they're sort of like a blue chip kind of uh, voices. No, I like it. It can't be all one thing. You yeah. don't want to go and see a, like a movie where there's no, like it's all action scenes and no character development. Yeah. Charlie, you got to so, get this mix. Speaking of character, we have Joe from Sydney dialing in. Okay. Dialing I, in? Yeah, dialing in. Skyping in. Skyping. Well, I mean, it's Is that a dialing, verb? isn't it? I mean, I guess... Do you, do you Skype? It's a verb, I guess. You Skype someone. You Skype in. Telecall. Telecall, Hello, Joe. Hello, Joe. Hello. Hey. How are you? Hello, Joe. Oh, hang on. We've got to lean in now, just so uh, the Joe yeah. can see us. Can you see it? We may lean back out of camera, but okay. uh, there we yeah, go. Gotcha. don't get freaked out. All right. uh, hello, Joe. Um, thank you very much. Where, where do we find you today? Sydney? Uh, just south of Sydney in a town called Mittagong, uh, about an hour south. Oh, beautiful place, Mittagong. I know Mittagong. What do I know? What's Mittagong famous for? It's right next to Barrel, which is the birthplace of Bradman. Yeah, I know Barrel. Yep. And I got my ute from Mittagong. Oh, did you? Yeah, that's where I bought my ute. Yeah, right. So there you go, the Tofop Mobile. <laughs> First drive back was along that highway. If you're going to buy a ute, Mittagong is a place to buy a ute. Am I right, Joe? Yeah, I can you can't, vouch for that. As the slogan says, you can't go wrong when you get it from Mittagong. Oh, nice, Charlie. I mean, I think you could have cut out a few words. But uh, Joe, you seem like a, uh, and I, this seems like a creepy thing to say to a boy that I've just met on the internet, yeah. but you're a handsome young man. Very handsome man. Uh, I what, thought the same thing. Oh, thank you. Uh, how old are you, Joe? Um, I'm 19. Now it's getting creepy. 19. No, no. I mean, it got creepy if he said he was I'm 16. 16. Yeah, yeah, I'm 16. Okay. Uh, how long have you been listening to the podcast, mate? Um, that's actually one thing I really like wanted to bring up with you guys. Cause, um, mm -hmm. I think I'm pretty safe in saying you were definitely the first podcast I ever got into, um, period. The first. Um, yeah, I think I picked you guys up at episode four. So I would have been oh, like shit. honestly oh. 13 or so. I mean, I was about to say too young to be listening yeah. to those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we explicitly put it in the adult category of iTunes. Your parents don't have any of those internet filters on your home computers, no? No, no. I was an adventurous podcaster. <laughs> so what did you what was a thirteen year old's impression of Tofop? I mean A little too immature. I was gonna say, yeah. Yeah, it was a bit below me at first, yeah. Um, <laughs> no, um I think it was a it was actually like um quite a kind of like enlightening thing to hear as like um a thirteen year old. It was kind of like weird it was around you know it's around that time where you're just kind of like branching out and finding your own tastes and everything um and one of my best friends at the time who's still we're still really close we both got into it together and it was kind of like one of the first things we sort of bonded over so um yeah it's like it's it's um i'm eternally grateful to you guys like it's been a big presence in my adolescence so when um when uh, i had to leave the show for a short while did that, did you cry? Yeah. There was, I'm not kidding, there was a genuine <laughs> sense of mourning. <laughs> Good. I'm glad. I remember, I remember when the announcement kind of came and it was sort of looming and the, and the final episode, um, whatever it was, 80 something, was put out. I listened to it with my friend. We kind of listened to it together, um, like one afternoon at my place or something. 
and we kind of finished it like a bit like oh shit like <laughs> what do we do now <laughs> Get on with your lives, hopefully. <laughs> you know, you're like, he'll be back. He'll be back. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. I mean, they didn't have podcasts when I, I would have loved, I guess the What We Had was like comedy albums. Right. Like well, the 12th around. Man and oh, yeah, things yeah, yeah, like yeah. that yeah, that you DJ would quote to stuff. each other. Was it like that? I mean, what sort of conversations do you have? I mean, about the podcast. I mean, Charlie and I, when we first started, we would have conversations about things we'd heard on Smodcast, yeah. Kevin Smith's podcast. So, you know, was it that sort of thing? Did were, did you quote things from the podcast? Like, what was the kind of relationship you had with it? Uh, you know, I think it was just, um, it was kind of like one of the first um, pieces of entertainment that I had, like, sort of discovered for myself and was yeah, kind right. of, like, uniquely my own. And it was this, like, foray into, like, dirty humour that, like, <laughs> had previously been kind of taboo. <laughs> It was kind of like this, you know, it's one, it's, smut, it's around smut, the age where you're just like discovering your, <laughs> you're discovering your tastes. And it was like, it was, a, it was my first exposure to like proper, you know, like, um, <laughs> like toilet humor. <laughs> now, can I ask you, uh, cause I'd, now I want to know what sort of uh, child we've raised, <laughs> you know, <laughs> what, what do you, we what are do, your fathers. Yeah. What, what, what do you, uh, what do you do with yourself now, mate? Um, so I've just finished my gap year. Um, okay, so I nice. High school last year, and I'll be um, I'll be moving up to Sydney in February and starting uni in March. Hey, right. what, are you, what are you studying at university? I'm doing a bachelor of arts at the University of Sydney, um, and majoring in linguistics. Oh, uh, Charlie! Charlie! Yeah, I think we've sparked that because I think. He's listened to so many bad conversations. <laughs> <laughs> They're murdering the English language. Yeah. Communication needs to be out there. It's like an unsolved crime. Yeah. He needs to... <laughs> we're turned you... yeah, we've turned you into a conversational Batman. You're like, never again. <laughs> exactly. That could be it. Could be it. <laughs> Uh, well, that's mate, exciting, man. Uh, we really appreciate that. Did you have anything else uh, that you wanted to say before we uh, uh, keep going? Before we cut you off? Yeah, before, yeah, basically, that's basically what it is. Before we move on, you don't need to have anything. Good. All right. There we go. I just wanted to say, like, yeah, thanks a lot. And um, keep keep doing what you're doing. It's been great. Awesome. Uh, cheers, mate. It was really nice to talk to you. Thank thanks, you very Joe. much. Have see a good ya. Christmas. Cheers. cheers. See you later. I like this. This is just like people giving us compliments. I mean, I've got to be honest with you so far. I'm and loving it. The other thing is, I mean, okay, all blokes so far, I will say it's been male. You it's know, a sausage party. It's a sausage party so far. I think podcasting can be a little sausage party. Well, it's two party, blokes but... talking. What, I mean, on the surface, if you were just like a girl, you might not think, oh, that's for me. Two hot blokes so far. <laughs> yeah, that's I mean, an audio know, medium. Some hot voices. <laughs> I mean, if they, to be honest, if they knew how hot our other listeners were, like Joe, I mean, yeah, did fucking you not- hell, no, I was impressed. I, yeah, I would not expect a dude that good looking and articulate to listen to our show. Well, not since he was 13. Yeah, that's weird. I mean, and to grow up that well. I know. We do have a hand in him being such a, a, a nice young man, don't right. we? I mean, well, his he value like system we would have been informed by us at some point. Right? And I don't, I mean, maybe as an opposite, maybe you know how sometimes you oh, listen yeah. to something, like I'll listen to Neil Mitchell, mm. but. To know what I you hate. Yeah, to know what I hate. <laughs> if I hadn't, haven't had time myself to work out what I hate, I'll just listen to one of his episodes of what he likes. And I go, oh, the end of things I hate. Thanks, Neil. 
say maybe that's what it was like with him. He's like he, go, he goes into linguistics because we can't talk. He's become such an upright, you know, uh, young man. Upright, upstanding, upstanding. <laughs> also upright. He was, You're upright. I think right now. <laughs> Uh, all right, and uh, we've got... Uh, okay, I think uh, Pat is going to be our next person. Pat so. from our hometown of Melbourne. Pat, right. him in, Michael. Let's see. If this is exciting. I like the way Pat the window the spins. It's like, oh, who are we going to see? Imagine if you saw like your own reflection looking back at you. He looked exactly like you. All right, here we go. Well, we got that. Uh, we, we may have a video Pat. for Pat. Do we have Pat? Pat, turn your camera on. Uh, hey, boys. How are you going? Good, okay. good. Are you are you purposely staying anonymous or, or just... Hang on, no. Let me, see, hey, let me see if I can do this. It's not right. It's not come on for some reason. Well, it's at all right. the Have you we... still got the blue tack over the top? Because yeah. you don't want... <laughs> 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 Joe, that's the moment... too much tech, mate. It's, it's actually a sock. <laughs> at the moment, we have uh, just a, a green sort of egg that says PH. So it's like we're being... Like we're on Twitter. He's about to start to tell us about how Gamergate was about ethics in games journalism. <laughs> Let me see if I can sort the screen out. How you going? This feels uh, so weird. I'm just looking at your bookcase. Yeah, so we are oh, here. Oh, hang on. We're here. We're just, uh, we're as here, we've mate. had to explain. Yeah, we're actually here. Yeah, we, we explained it at the start of the podcast, but what we didn't realize is We have to that explain it to each caller. We'll have to explain it to each caller because the callers aren't listening to the podcast. Yeah. But basically, we have one computer and two of us and this table that... So basically, so we've just wide. got my bookshelf and we're going to lean out again now that we've said hello. Yeah. So hello. Yeah. Will has a Scarface-like desk in his office. Looking at it now, it is a lot more high-tech than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> yeah, no, that's my cal. That's oh, not us. Mate, it is a lot more high-tech than we thought it was going to yeah. be. We don't even understand how this is actually happening. I don't know if you can hear it in our voices, but we're giddy right now because this is going so well. I mean, just the fact that we've recorded this much of it, to be honest. I mean, the first thing that's gone wrong is I can only see PH instead of Pat's face. That's that's the only thing. Describe yourself to us, Pat. What do you you look like? Pat, what What do you you look look like? like? Yeah, Uh, I'm tall and I'm uh, I'm a six Mm -hmm. foot tall blonde woman, really curvilicious. (laughs) Oh, Patricia. That's Patricia. Sorry. Oh, that's our mistake. I'm sorry. We made an assumption there. I'm yeah. embarrassing. It's very, it? yeah. We've, that's a very gender binary, yeah. old fashioned. White male entitlement. Exactly. Yeah. Cis gender. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. What, yeah. Whatever. I'm sure. Whatever we are. That's us. I get that we're Dinosaurs. Right. Yeah. Dinosaurs. <laughs> is, yes. is everybody really nervous? Have all the, have all the callers been really nervous? Because it is like a no. really fucking nerve wracking experience sitting on Skype waiting for you to, to call. Like there's well, a, there's that's... a Skype chat that you guys probably don't know about with everybody like just kind of getting really nervous as their number comes up. So what you can see the other callers? Yeah, we can see all the other callers. They're they're in there like having a little chat about how how nervous everyone is and you oh know my what God. you talk about and it's a virtual green room. Right. Yeah. It's a TOEFOP virtual green room. Yeah. Right. Oh my God. This, this universe has just got so excited. Yeah. The sooner we can upload our consciousnesses to the computer so we don't have to sit in here and do it, the better. Yeah. No, I mean, to be honest, everybody's been fantastic so so far, Pat. So please don't fuck it up for us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't make any promises. Actually, I mean, there, there were a couple of questions that I wanted to ask you, if that's okay. Go for it. Yeah, so the first one, um, like the one thing that I think about whenever I'm listening to the podcast is what are you guys, what are you guys listening to? Like what's on your iPhone? Uh, okay, well, I, um, my favorite podcast is uh, uh, one called Tell Em Steve Dave, which is an offshoot of uh, uh, Kevin Smith's show. It's a couple of his mates from New Jersey who run his comic book shop. Um, it's one of these podcasts which is so niche, I can't ever really recommend it to people because I've listened from episode one and I know the relationship so well and I know the people in the show so well that I just don't think you can just jump into it. But if you're willing to start at episode one, 
it's highly, highly worth it. Like, I just love that show. I look forward to every episode. Um, what else do I listen to? Uh, I listen to NPR, uh, Nerdist, Smodcast still, um, The Dollop, um, and a, a great uh, Aussie show called The Weekly Planet, which is like pop culture, comic book reviews, all that kind of stuff. They're fantastic. Um, I've been listening to so many Westworld podcasts. It's crazy, like about t t 10 different Westworld podcasts. I also listen to regularly a great Survivor podcast by a guy called Rob's sister, Nino. I've not said that correctly, but he's. it's called Rob Has a Podcast and he does Survivor recaps and he was on Survivor himself. Oh, and so he, for a second, I thought, I thought it was like a survivalist podcast where no, you do survival techniques. No, he talks about this show Survivor. The TV show Survivor. Oh, God. And how to win. It's like, it's, no, this it's, is why the terrorists hate us. It's like an AFL like review show, but about Survivor yeah. by somebody who, and he gets ex-Survivor players on to talk about strategy and stuff. I love that. Um, I just got out my little po podcast thing here just to have a quick look through. I've been listening to Two Dope Queens, uh, which is a really cool podcast. Jessica Williams um, from The Daily Show and uh, her partner do that show. Um, I love Green Guide Letters. I always listen to. Um, I've been listening a lot to um, uh, Well May We Say, which is Jeremy Sears' new podcast, which is his, uh, he was something wonky. And he's got a new podcast called uh, Well May We Say. I like, um, like I'm a six-year-old, Tom Ballard's podcast, uh, The Dollop. Um, oh, here's all my footy ones. NAB AFL Trade Radio, the sounding <laughs> board, which is uh, Damo and Hutchie, Little Dum Dum Club, Junk Time AFL Podcast, um, uh, The Rub Catch Up, uh, uh, Something Wonky, yeah, so, uh, Comedy Film Nerds. I, I mean, I listen to podcasts all the time. So yeah. I just realized I'll just go through my list because I've got my phone too now. So I've got the ones I mentioned plus Junk Time, Osher Ginsburg, Education. Oh, podcast is awesome. Serial, Invisibilia, uh, Joe Rogan, about 60 football podcasts. Um, and Star Talk, which is the one I've just started listening to, which is Neil deGrasse Tyson sort of talking about science and stuff. Okay, it's cool. nice. Is that, uh, was that your only question or did you have another one you said? couple of questions so a couple of questions and like a yeah. few comments as well charlie um, mate, i just want yes. to say thank you for the um that's awesome's or the that's awesome oh, uh, they were they were amazing and i started meditating oh, every you. day after listening to them it's good shit right that meditation stuff it's like those were like they were really special they really stuck with me so i just like wanted to say like thanks they were great uh, like i was really like genuinely surprised by how touched i was by them so oh, there was also thank you mate. meditation so good Oh, your mum, like, I mean, can, I, I just want to, while we're on that, Pat, I, I, I just want to talk to that a little bit as well, because I personally was such a great fan of those podcasts as well. I mean, firstly, that one we did with your mum, which yeah, was, again, this time of the year. Yeah, you know, it, was, right. it was a Christmas episode, I think, as we put it up with. Mm. And getting to know her through that, but then also getting to listen to you two talk. And I knew, obviously, what was going on behind the scenes, mm. but able, so I... I thought it was amazing just the way that you two would have these conversations. And I could have listened to your mum yeah. talk about the world and how the world works and how it should work endlessly. Like, you know, just such yeah. a great insight into... It was great to see someone at that stage of their life with everything that they've been through and someone who... And this is my thing when we talk about religion and stuff is like, when I look at somebody like that, I don't want to be that dickhead on stage going, oh, you're a fucking idiot because you believe in God or whatever mm. because... Your mum was the opposite of a, an idiot. She was one of the smartest people I had ever heard talk about how we should relate to each other and how the world should actually work. And mm. I found them 
as insightful as like, you know, when I do philosophy, I found listening to you talk to your mum as insightful as any of the guests that I've had on that show in regard to, you know, what life might be about and how you should like approach an attack and mm. understand and reconcile your death as part of your life. I just thought they were amazing and what I, what I love from a podcast. Thanks, man. Thank you. Thank you, guys. That's really nice. No, she, uh, it's actually her anniversary is a couple of weeks ago. So, um, the one great thing is I reckon those podcasts, I sort of almost have, I've kind of retired. That's awesome because she was the last person I interviewed. Right. And I, I just kind of feel like, who do I get on after that? You know what right. I mean? Like it's a sort of, it's a tough act to follow, but I think it's just, look, she had to go through that experience in order to find those pearls of wisdom. And it's just, that's the, that's the kind of the beauty and the tragedy is like someone has to go through an experience like that to have that kind of perspective. I'm just glad that it's uh, so many people have responded to it. And how are you oh, a year? Like, I mean, good, yeah. good. Yeah. Like this week we actually had to pack up her place. So like after someone dies, there's all these little milestone moments like mother's day, their birthday, the anniversary of their death, all that kind of stuff. And it, you just each, each one, I, I sort of, um, that time I spent with her in that last year, I made a concerted effort to spend a lot of time with her and record the, recording the podcast was for the audience, but it was also for me. You know, I just sort of wanted to have something on record because when someone dies, the first thing you forget is their voice, the sound of their voice. It just, it's easy to, to forget that. And so this year has been really good. Like all I've been is very grateful because she died in the way she wanted to. She was on her own terms. She died at home surrounded by her kids you know, like nothing bad has come out of this. Like it's sad, but you know, her whole philosophy was this is the most natural thing in the world. You know, that's the, her last diary entry, which she wrote the last time I saw her was her making an observation about a tree and saying, you look at the leaves in the tree, eventually they dry up and they fall. That's just, that's just the way it goes. Although her second last one was dear Charlie still hiding from the Jews in the attic, which I thought was a bit weird, but <laughs> Something about a boy wizard as well. I don't know. Could have been something. Uh, but yeah, no, so it's hard to be sad when someone was so prepared. You know, that right. was the thing. Like she was ready for it and, and, and she couldn't have gone out in a better way. So, you know, um, I just, I'm nothing but grateful. And, and it, all that stuff I was saying about her having to go through that experience was like, it's, it's been what a great life lesson I now have. You know, I've been equipped with all this perspective and stuff. So yeah, you know. It's, I'm good. <laughs> uh, we appreciate having you on today, Pat. Thank you very much for being part of it. Thanks, mate. So great to talk to you. Bye. Cheers, mate. Okay, Charlie, so we, we had a break and you've moved around your chair. So yeah. now we are actually both in shot if somebody dolls. Yeah, it. and we don't have to explain it. Every to single every time. single person, which I think probably would have got very annoying on the podcast after a while. But so. We've got uh, Kate from Sydney. Hello, Kate. Oh, hello. Well, I can hear. I can hear Kate. I've we, got a okay. Brilliant. Good to have someone on in Sydney. Thank yeah. You. So, uh, thank you for being on the podcast. Now, did you have a question or a comment or something for today? I did. I've got both. I wanted to mm. just do a general thanks and tell you how much I like Tofop and how good it's been, and it's what got me onto podcasting Hang in the first place. Wait, so thank wait, you. Wait, so sorry, much. Kate. Kate, you you, you like Tofop? Uh, you see, like Char only you, Charlie, and I mean only you and I could both see how much that hurt us. <laughs> like, I mean, like is a kind of a three and a half star review. Yeah, there, Kate. Like, I, I, I like you, Will's like, dogs. Yeah. But I have my dog, and I love my dog. Yeah, and I love my dogs. Yeah. But I like your dog. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, come on. Do you want to go again? <laughs> we'll, we'll give you... I don't know. Do I? 
<laughs> no, no, you. Like I'm digging a hole here. <laughs> no, I, no, no, I feel no. like we've uh, we've bullied Kate. We've yes. mansplained over the top of her. Women oh, can't get a voice in podcasting, Charlie, without two men trying to correct them and talk over the top of them. Let's speak. Kate, speak in her own words. Yes, and I love you both so much that I have come to all of the Sydney live shows. How is that? Oh, really? Well, did you come to yes. TOEFOP 100? Oh, really? Do, are you, uh, do you feel like TOEFOP 150, we should have done another live show, or is this kind of, is, is, does this meet the standard? This is better because I've always been too terrified to approach either of you when I've actually happened to see you in person, and this is forcing me to get to talk to you. So. Ah, all right. So you entered the lottery going, well, you know what? If it happens, it happens. But if not, you know, that, that's fate telling me what should happen. Right. This is, this is our version of chat roulette. Yeah. <laughs> except, <laughs> except, well, actually, you can't see below Will's desk, but we do have our pants on, I swear. So the next person should be worried about getting a dick pic. I'll pass that on. <laughs> yeah, so I hear, we understand there's a virtual like, chat room you're all hanging out in before the show. There is, and I just terrified everybody because right before you called, I accidentally called it everyone in the group and they all had a massive freak out and thought that they'd all missed a call from you. <laughs> oh, okay. Nice one. Well, well done, Kate. I appreciate that you've created some, uh, some trouble. Tension. Uh, that seems good. A nervous like guest that. is a good We needed guest. that a little, this stage of the podcast, I felt like we just needed to, yeah. you know, it's, we've got about midway through well, it's like, and you need to change it well, up. Apparently Dave Letterman, like he, he chills his studio because he wants the audience to sort of never like right. be dopey or fall asleep. And so we kind of, we like to keep our virtual guests on edge. Right. Yeah, but, Absolutely. Uh, so they're so calming you... themselves by exchanging cat photos, so. <laughs> nice. Well, that's... <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, did you have a question as well, mate? I did have a question. I wanted to ask you, outside of podcasting, what's your favourite project that you've been involved in? Oh, that's pretty good. Okay. Uh, do you want to go first, Charlie? Um, I'd say the uh, the feature film that I'm I'm writing with uh, uh, my wife, uh, Gemma's going to direct it. We've been working with Screen Australia, and uh, it's like it's been six years, but um, I love it. I've actually every even though it's taken so long, every year it's gotten better. Like the work's gotten better. I've understood more about what I'm doing, and it's kind of funny because you know we had a chance to sort of make the film years ago. And, you know, we felt like, oh, we should have pulled the trigger. And I'm kind of glad that we didn't because the more time we've put into it, development is really hard to do in Australia. You just, you're not going to get paid for a lot of development. So you really have to do the development yourself. And I just have found in the last year or so that I'm really enjoying that process, like working towards a goal still. And, you know, we're getting sort of funding here and there, but actually just delving into making it a good story and what good story means and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but I think Kate was asking what actual project, not imaginary <laughs> thing that you've done in your life. <laughs> oh, oh, oh and, right. uh, and my favorite is my plan for a rocket to space <laughs> that I've been working on for years. And my I really time machine's coming along really well. <laughs> yeah, I've drawn a blue police box and I feel like I'm really on the way to time travel. <laughs> Will, what's your answer? Um... Oh, well, I mean, my, my stand-up is obviously, you know, my passion. Um, but the thing that I enjoy... This would be a great moment for you to drop something like you've been taking loot lessons or something, like a Peruvian loot. Well, you know, sometimes I do think about that. I'm like, what, what is... Like, for me, I think it was in some ways it was two guys, one cup. Because I know that you said outside podcasting, but for me, that was something that we we kind of did so that we could spend more time... Uh, getting interested in AFL. I mean, we were both big AFL fans anyway, but it gave us a, an excuse 
to really kind of then go, I'm going to like dive into this world and try to... Well, TOEFOP was an excuse to get together. Yeah. That was an excuse. Like, well, now we've got a reason to catch up. And so you do that. So we should just do podcasts about everything in our life that's deficient. Yeah. I mean, that's actually a very good point. <laughs> I mean, and we're spending a lot of time traveling. Maybe we should just do a travel podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I guess outside the world of podcasting, um, I don't know. Like, I mean, I like all the things I do, but I don't love any of them so much that I want to do them all the time. Um, I, I like set list, I guess, is probably the answer to that question. If I could think of one project that kind of changed my life and changed the way that I, like, you know, perform, but also just kind of taught me something about comedy. Like the first time I ever went on stage at set list to do a completely improvised stand up show, I, don't, I can't remember feeling as terrified to do anything. And now having done it like 50, 60 times, like I still find it like a very invigorating experience. So maybe, maybe set list the stand up show. Do you know if Setlist is going to be doing more in Australia? Because I haven't had a chance to see it. I think it did Melbourne Comedy Festival, didn't it, one? Let me pitch. It, it does do the festivals. And like I think Adelaide may be doing again this year. And hopefully they'll do some Melbourne ones. They did Melbourne last year again. Um, the thing I was going to ask you, Kate, now, here's a question just to you. Turn the tables, Will. I like it. No, well, it's about set list because I was talking to Paul Provenza and Troy Conrad, who are the, you know, well, Troy created the show, but Paul works with him you know, on the show. And I've been pitching the idea, and they want me to do it, of doing a set list, but essentially where I do an, like an entire 60, 70 minute show as a set list. So instead of doing a 10, 15 minute set list, literally doing like a completely improvised, a show. completely improvised show, but not improvised like my improv shows are where I can just talk about whatever I want, but improvise in that set list format where every sort of three or four minutes I get like a... Yeah, a it's, like, it's, it's, like, it's like when a rap battle, you get thrown a word and you got to like, you got to spit some rhymes over right. it. Right. <laughs> so do you think people would come and see me do a tour of that, Kate? Yes, I think people would come. Whether it would work, I don't know. <laughs> do you think... <laughs> I mean, Kate, I wasn't... Kate, I, Jesus. I wasn't, a, I wasn't asking whether it would work. Yeah, I, well, yeah, but Kate, that's my problem. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But Will, what would you wear? I mean, you've got to buy a new wardrobe. And... No, I think people would come. People will always come to see you give something and you will go. Will, what about your life? <laughs> Don't you think you'll be just tired every day and really stressed from the process and not be able to give yourself to other people in your life? You're right, Kate. You're right. You've, you've, you've talked me out of it. I appreciate it. <laughs> well, the idea of doing that for an hour is stressing me out. So I can only assume that it's terrifying for you. I, I get that. I am an empathetic comedy fan like i actually find going to see stand-up comedy quite stressful because i think i'm too empathetic and i see the the tightrope act and i'm like oh god when there's a lull in the crowd or a joke doesn't land i get really like oh what's this guy gonna do now i find it like tense that's why you can only relax when you come to see me yeah because there's no fear that it'll go wrong <laughs> okay uh kate we really appreciate it thank you so much for being part of the podcast and listening to the podcast and uh we have liked dare say loved having you as well ah, nice. thanks guys Thanks, Thanks, Kate. Guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs> she likes it. All right, good. We got Kate back on board. Good. Yeah, I think so. I think it was more of a nervous mis misspoking than an intention. No, a, I, think, I think Kate just was like, well, you know, Kate doesn't give away love for free. Yeah, right. You know? I get it. Like, Kate's just made a person who's like, you know what? When I give you five stars. If she told us she loved us. five stars. Yeah, exactly. I get that. All you right. Know. And you can trust that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, sometimes you're like, well, this person doesn't give... You know, if you're just one of those people who just gives it away. Yeah. High praise at all times. Yeah, like a compliment swipe. She goes, I love you. And then you see her later and she goes, oh, I love garbage bags. Like, well, I mean, that's well, they like, are pretty good. 
The ones with the tyres are awesome. And I the ones mean, that lemon-scented, oh, you can't get better That was than a that. bad example. <laughs> I understand garbage bags are also lovable. You're right, Charlie. Hey, let's go across oh, the Tasman. On. Is that the, the ocean? Well, we've separate? already done, uh, we've already no, done no, across back across. I mean, let's go back across. Back across. Back yeah. to New Zealand. To uh, Lena. Lena? Lena. Lena. Lena in Auckland. Oh, well, I imagine Lena. Lena can clear it up Lena. for us. She can tell Lena. us Lena. who she's Lena or Lena. Are you a Lena or a Lena, Lena? Lena. 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 All right. Yeah, nice uh, work. And uh, you're in Auckland, is that right? I am, I am. Have you seen Reed Parker hanging around? Yeah. He's in Dunedin, apparently. He's in Dunedin. No, I haven't. Only on Twitter, which kind of counts. <laughs> <laughs> um, we can't see you just yet. I'm not sure. Is your camera on? We have a lovely picture of you at the moment. Yeah, it is a nice Lena, portrait. But, uh, oh, here we go. We've got the little spinny thing coming around now. So You're incoming, be I believe. Lena. Uh, at the moment, well, okay. Well, she hasn't come. Through, wow, that's, that's weird. Okay. We got the we got the spear. Oh, there you go. are. Hey, there we go. Hello, You've gone Lena. blonde. Your yes, profile picture, brunette. There's a bit of an old photo. Uh, <laughs> Lena's changed looks. Lena catfish, catfished us for a second there. Where does Lena come from? What's your What's your background? Are you like? Because that's like a Scandinavian name, isn't it, Lena? Um, it's a bit all over the show. So I mean, I'm Kiwi from generations back, um, like English originally, like most of us. Um, but when my mum was pregnant with me, my dad was out mountaineering and met these Russian tourists. And one of them had to be like rescued off a mountain. And she was Lena. And they were like, oh, that's a great name. So they named me after someone. Hopefully we have a daughter who is constantly in jeopardy. <laughs> <laughs> like that other Lena. Oh, Lena's oh, frozen oh, hang on. for a We've second. had a little freeze from Lena. This is, uh, this is, she's. Uh, it, I will uh, guarantee Lena, if she is listening to this, uh, that she's at least frozen in a way that isn't too comical. Yeah, yeah, it's not that bad. Like sometimes when the Skype freezes, you yeah. really do look like she looks like she's been caught she, mid stroke. She looks like she's she's catching a sneeze. She's at the start of catching a sneeze. Yeah, or just being delighted by something. Yeah, I feel like she's just recent. Oh, she's like oh, oh it's a fond memory. Yeah, okay, yeah, she's yeah. gone. Lena's gone. Lena's, Lena's had gone. enough of this bullshit. Oh no, she, she... realised we weren't Hamish and Andy. <laughs> she's running the wrong podcast. She's <laughs> Like, this is not what I call for at all. Okay, we're getting a message from Mike House. Maybe because the Le first robot. Maybe because Lena uh, is from New Zealand, she actually thought there was tow fog and she was going to talk to Russell Crowe. <laughs> and she's tuned in and she's seen us and she's like, going, hey, hey, and then just like hung up really yeah, quickly. Exactly. Like, it was a bit suspicious. I've made a terrible mistake. <laughs> I wonder if it would be weird dialing into a podcast that you listen to, we've only heard their voices. It would be weird to suddenly see faces talking well i imagine you. that like people mostly know i mean it's not like we are secret identities it's not like this podcast is like tism and we've been doing it in balaclava not secret like identities that. but i would say like definitely like people might have seen you on stage or uh -huh. doing gruen is different to the will that's in tofop and the same with definitely the same with oh no i feel you're exactly me. like your home and my <laughs> character when you come here i've got to be honest with you um so, all right. Well, look, we're going to put a pin in Lena. We're going to put a pin in Lena. That, that, oh, that's a bit of a teaser. Yeah. People go, well, hang on. Yeah, does that what one about end? Le yeah. Got to keep, got to get tuning in to see what Lena's up to. All right, we're going to uh, we're going to go to Adelaide. Adelaide. See, see if we've got a better connection to Adelaide. We're going to see if Beck from Adelaide uh, can get involved in this conversation. So, uh, uh, hopefully, we will see her in a minute. Oh no, Lena's back. I'm back. Oh, oh, and so and, oh, oh, I think we're getting oh, Beck as well. We're going to get Beck a... and Lena. At the... Oh, no. Okay. Beck's gone. Oh, no, Beck's gone. No, Sorry. Beck's been dropped off. It's okay. It's good. You got bumped, Lena, but then we bumped the person we put on for you. Oh, gosh. Okay. I'm back. It's all right. 
Well, while we have you, Lena, can I ask you, uh, how did you discover the podcast in New Zealand? Well, a couple of years ago, I was over in Melbourne during the comedy festival and my friend was like, we have to go see this guy, Will Anderson. I was like, I don't know who that is, but okay. And we went and I thought it was great. And then I, last year, I got really into watching Survivor. And so I started listening to Rob has a podcast about Survivor. And then while I was like on the podcast app for the first time, and I was like, what are other podcasts I've heard of? And I was like, oh, I remember Will Anderson had a podcast. And then here I am. And then so earlier this year, I came over during the comedy festival and like went to your show. And my friend and I, who like had originally introduced me to it, we went to the live show as well. So. All right. Can I ask you about the live show? Because. After that, I walked away from that show feeling like I'd been hit by a truck. I was like, what What happened? <laughs> like, I, I was so, like, unsure, like, if we'd done a good show. Can you tell us, what was your experience of the show? It was the greatest thing ever. <laughs> That's what I thought, too. But, I mean, I, I admittedly, I did fall over at the end. So. Yeah, but, I mean, like, we had... We were like, we oh, had, my gosh. But you realise before the show started, Deeksy had this idea. He emailed me beforehand saying, I'd like to be your butler on stage and I'd like to bring out a carton full of imported beers that you and Will can, and the guests can from select, select from during the show. I'm like, okay. So he comes in. He hasn't got an esky. He's got, you know, those, um, post, uh, those post office boxes, the ones like the waxy, thick, waxy cardboard. Uh-huh. So he's got one of those and he starts putting all this ice in there. And I'm like, mate, that's going to leak. Like you need a proper... Esky and he's like, oh, I don't have one. And he's going, I'll just tape it up. So Dixie's in his tuxedo on his knees, like taping up the box to take on stage. So we take it out before the show goes. And Kathleen, our producer, is like, no way. Like, it's, that's leaking water everywhere. There's like cables everywhere. This is like a live stage. You can't bring that on stage. So then after you help Dixie cart this fucking thing off stage, and we're in the bathroom, like five minutes before the show, trying to work out how we can get these beers on stage. So we grab a bin from the bathroom, like tip out the contents and throw the ice and the beers in there so we can wheel it onto stage. I did not So that's know how that the show story. started. So... That's how the show started, and I yeah, and I was just like, it's just it spun more out of control. But everyone that I've spoken to is like, yeah, that was great, man. I was like, wow. I guess maybe I was just in the eye of the tornado, so I couldn't see it from the out. I couldn't see the beauty from the outside. I could just see shit spinning around me. That's how the best shows are, Charlie. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, so I want to, I I wanted to ask you about uh, Survivor, but just seeing you mentioned you're a Survivor fan, and yeah. uh, you may not, you probably don't know this because this podcast isn't going out live, but we've actually previously already on this episode talked about Rob has a podcast and uh, how much I love that podcast. And um, have, did you watch the most recent season of Survivor? Yes, of course. And how did you feel about the season as a whole for a start? I really liked it. I really, really liked it. Um, and how did you feel about how did you feel about the winner? Oh my god, I was so happy! Like I spent the last three episodes crying every time he was on screen, and I had him because my mum, my brother, and I had a fantasy pool. Like we did like a fantasy. <laughs> Thank God you said winning. pool after that. I thought that sentence was going to end with fantasy. I'm like, oh god, I don't like where this is going. Some weird survivor cosplay or something. <laughs> Drop your buffs. <laughs> <laughs> Adam was in my fantasy pool, so I was invested on that level to win, to get the glory. And also, I just like loved him and the story of his mum. And yeah, I was really, really pleased with the winner. Yeah, it was. It was. I thought it was one of the best seasons of Survivor in a very, very long time. Because I've only seen four, like the two last year and the two this year, so I'm still a bit of a novice 
Um, but yeah, I, re- I was really happy with that. Well, one day when I have time, I'm going to do my podcast where I go back and I watch every season of Survivor and do a podcast about that. But uh, one day in the future, maybe maybe we can uh, watch some old series. Uh, you can that, that's where you can get up to date. All right, uh, uh, Lena, to... did you have a question or a comment or something for us today? So I wanted to ask because I'm a relatively new listener. I wanted to ask what was the origin story of Tofob. Nice. That's good. That's that's a good one. Yeah, that's good. People well, who don't know the origins. Uh, okay. So Will and I have been friends. We met in like 2001, right? 2000, sure. 2001. And uh, we became friends and we would hang out a lot. And I guess often when we'd hang out, we would just have these bullshit conversations, hypotheticals and fairly specific topics, wrestling, AFL, that kind of stuff. Um, often we'd go to parties where there's like other people to talk to, but we would sit in the corner and just talk this nonsense to each other. And so I think the genesis of it came from driving up to Queen. Where did we go? Oh, to Byron Bay. You uh-huh. were, is that I right? Was, I was, we were filming a behind the scenes right. thing yeah. for... I was shooting this thing for a, you. a tour that I was doing and we were doing a little behind the scenes like making of... So we did a road trip together. Yeah, that's right. Up and, to Byron Bay. And we were listening to a lot of Smodcast at the time. And we we're just laughing. And then it's like, this is actually something that we could do. I mean, we basically do it anyway. So I think my memory of it was around about 2010, like April or something like that. We recorded, we had a pilot episode. Did we? Yeah, we did a pilot episode that we didn't release. Oh, yeah. I don't remember that. Yeah, we did a pilot episode, which we thought <laughs> went well. And then we did uh, our first ever episode in my house with one microphone gaffer taped to a camera <laughs> tripod. Because we only had one mic stand. Uh, that's pretty amazing. I can't remember the pilot episode. Neither can I. Does it exist still? Is there somewhere that oh, we have God. that recorded? I, I would have think? a hard drive somewhere, but um, it would be interesting. Mm. It's it'd actually, be more like a Patreon punishment I think the level. issue for me, and, and maybe maybe a teabagger can help me out, someone who understands computers, maybe Mike Al, actually. Because I, I rec- the, the original system we used to cut the shows on was on this old desktop Mac that I had. And I used, comp- I can't even remember what the program was called, but that's... What, all the files would be converted to whatever program it was. And so I have a hard drive full of those files, but I don't have the operating system to open it, if that makes any sense. So it probably does exist. I just would have to find the files and send it to someone who knows how to open it. Wow. I'm not sure that I would necessarily want to listen. I often think even about the original episodes, about the first 40 or 50. I have, you know, I've, <laughs> ne- I've not heard... I, I would hate to go back and listen to... I do remember the first episode. This is so dumb, like... We used the Beastie Boys. That was our first theme song uh-huh. was um, uh, Check It Out, I think. And we emailed your manager and we said, oh, we've got this podcast. And I said, I'll just use this track. And he was like, well, have you licensed it? And I'm like, well, no, but it's just like a, a small section is like, you know, it's not worth it. And, and we got so scared. We're like, oh, shit, we'll have to compose our own music. Now every fucking podcast I listen to just plays whatever fucking song they want to play. We, so the Beastie Boys could have been like, you know, the theme song. Instead, we just got our mate on his like fucking garage band to mock up the Tobot theme song. Yeah, I, I, I do notice that a lot of podcasts just don't care about... No, they don't care at all. The ...rights of artists or music or anything like that. No, no. So that's how it started. Yeah, because oh, yeah, I've only listened to like the, probably the last 18 months or two years, so I've never heard any of the originals. Maybe that should oh. be my holiday listening. I've got a lot... I've so got a light tonight, so... so. So much drama and so many in-jokes. I think it would be... Uh, I think you might find it interesting. Like, I can't guarantee the quality of the early... The, I, I would say the first 30 episodes are rough in terms of, like, often where where the mics aren't turned on or something goes wrong or whatever, or level, levels all over the place. 
But there is the genesis of a lot of stuff that would become like a tofop trope. You know what is actually... A trofop. I reckon the the good way to get into it is uh, that Justin did a whole bunch of uh, best of episodes. Oh, yeah. That's remember, good edited yeah. them together. And um, there are some best ofs that kind of are the best of those that period of time. And if you like those, then you can go back and listen to yeah, I think individual he, episodes. I think he clips all the, yeah, all, the, all the highlights of the references we make to this day. I mean, look, if you've ever thought about Kathy Bates and time travel it's worth you know going back and at least listening to that episode yeah 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 because i'm flying to brisbane tonight so i've got a four-hour flight maybe i could listen to some retro tofa of yeah okay. well if Good you suggestion i think they're listed on itunes as bonus episodes yep. the best ofs so yep. just uh yeah just check the the feed probably probably from about uh 2012 onwards there'd be some best ofs because that's when i was on hiatus yeah uh well it was it was very nice to uh, talk to you. Thank you so much for joining us. It's all so great to New talk Zealand. to you guys as well. Thanks for having me. Anytime. Uh, worked out well the second yeah. time too. It's good. good. It's good. good. Good, clear connection. Thank you, Thank Lena. You. Thank you very much. Oh, and she's gone. All right, she's gone. All right, so next next up's probably going to be Beck from... Beck from Adelaide. Yeah, we got a little teaser, Beck, just before. But... Yeah, we. Yeah. basically what happened is if it was a t- the Tonight Show, two guests walked out of the curtain at the same time right. and we had to send one back. <laughs> Well, basically what it was, was, you know, the person who was meant to be coming on second was ready, but the person who was like the first guest yeah. was still in the bathroom yeah, or something. <laughs> and so they just like, you're going to have to go on. And then called her back. <laughs> uh, yeah. So the next caller is Beck from Adelaide. Rad Adelaide. We're getting it all over the map here, aren't we? It's yeah. good. A good run of girls too now, which I yep. like, which is good. Hello. 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 Beck. Hi. Oh, ah, like Beck, you were there the whole time. time. Sorry, we were waiting for you to speak. I was and... like, um, am I supposed to be talking or am I interrupting? So, because you, you could see us just sitting there not doing anything like a couple of idiots, well, I right? I someone's arm. That's all I can see. Oh, oh hang on. Can you oh, see? Really? Can, I'm, I'm waving. waving. Can you see oh, yeah, I can see your arm, but the other half oh. of the screen is... Oh, oh. oh then I move it. Then I can see Will. Is your camera on? Yeah, I think so. Okay, we can't see you just yet. We can't see you, back. Oh, no, here you come. There oh, you are. Go. Oh, oh I go. know you, Beck. Yeah. Beck Dahl. I know. You, so you're returning the favour. I appeared on Beck's radio show uh, during Pride Round in Melbourne. Uh, Beck, and who's the girl you do the show with? Uh, Fiona. Fiona. Uh, they do a, a, a footy show. And so uh, Beck contacted me, was it via Instagram or something like that, to come on the show? And I, I fucked up twice. Firstly, Firstly yeah, like... You did. I, I didn't realise they were like... I thought they were like in a break or something because the producers taking me over. They're standing there talking with their headsets, and so I walk up and introduce myself. But they're in the middle of a bit, like talking to each other. And I'm like, "Hold on, I'm trying." And so they wave me off. Then I get my headset put on, and I couldn't hear anything. And so I start swearing, and they're looking at me like, "You can't swear. This isn't Tofop." We it was a kind of the will as well. Yes, I have been. I have been on uh, Beck's show and uh, second, uh, I believe. You came on. You, got, you went to me first, right? Yeah, that's true. But she went. She went to me to talk about you know the premiers. So <laughs> I guess. Yeah. You know. When somebody's good as the premiers, Charlie, you can come second. Okay. And of course, uh, Beck was at uh, our big live uh, post grand final. Ah, oh, yes, you the, were as well. Uh, with the the boys from Junk Time. No, so give it uh, plug your show. What's yep. the, what's the radio show you do? It's Joy ninety four point nine, Australia's yep. only gay and lesbian radio station. I am their equal opportunity straight person, um, <laughs> but they let me on. Um, but the show you were both on was Chicks Talking Footy, 8.30 Wednesday nights. And, so uh, how, and how long have you been a uh, AFL football fan, Beck? 
Oh, see, well, I've been a football fan for life, but Adelaide didn't have a team until the Crows came in. So I was and a West Adelaide jump, supporter. Did you jump on board the Crows? Like, did you ever think about, like, not jumping on board the Crows? Or was it just one of those things where you're like, Adelaide's got a team now, I'm going to barrack for the Crows? Yeah, because I wasn't going to be a dirty, like, Port Adelaide feral when they came in. So... <laughs> Yeah, no, it's no. funny, like I'm only just now starting to get over my trauma of Adelaide because of 97, like Adelaide became my most hated team. And then round about 2005, when you guys were the Crowbots, I just hated Adelaide supporters. Like for some reason at the ground, they, I always thought they were really arrogant considering they hadn't done anything since Malcolm Blight left. But now I like Adelaide. There's the danger field factor when he played, but now Eddie Betts, like I was talking to my mate who's a dyed-in-the-wool Saint supporter, and he was talking about, like, what a great forward pocket Stephen Milne was. And I was like, Eddie Betts, like, by far now. Like, not only is Eddie Betts an amazing footballer, but he's a fucking, like, marquee player. Like, you go to the games to watch Eddie Betts, right? Uh, he's he's the best. And I, I, I was the same as you. Like, I had so much nine, 1997 pain about no, the Adelaide Crows. But here's the thing, Charlie. All that pain's now no, just part no. of the beautiful story about our premiership no. in 2016. So it actually just made it better. So now I love the Crows for what they <laughs> did to us then so I could enjoy so much what we did to everybody else now. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I guess. I mean, you, you had an abusive boyfriend who slapped you around. Now you've found true love. Right. And it's you're just like, made well, it better. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a weird way to put it, Charlie. <laughs> you didn't need to make it weird like that. That feels... <laughs> Beck, do you have a question? It would be weird if it wasn't weird. Um, I want to know what you two are doing for Christmas. Oh, oh yeah. cool. Um, nice. What am I doing for Christmas? Uh, I am uh, just staying in Sydney, not doing family stuff. Um, uh, going to just do like an orphan's Christmas. A friend of ours is having lunch. And so, uh, you know, everyone's got kids. Most of our friends have kids now. So I think like four couples are getting together and just do what everyone else does, eat and then get really drunk. Yeah, that's fun. <laughs> Yeah, uh, last year I had a, like, because we did half of Christmas together last year, uh, the second half. The first half I did at the family farm, uh, so that was a bit of a crazy day. So this year I'm having a very relaxed day and doing nothing on Christmas Day and then Amy... Well, you, you can come to our thing if you want. Okay, well, maybe I'm doing that <laughs> on Christmas Day and then... And then uh, Amy and I are going to go to dinner. We've uh, booked in to go to a nice restaurant for dinner. I mean, we should have this conversation off air, but I assumed you'd be going to see your family at Christmas. Yeah, no, no, no. I decided not to do that. Okay, Okay, well, maybe I'll do that. Okay, well, maybe we're doing something together. Thanks for bringing us together, Beth. I'm glad I sorted that out. Without you, we couldn't coordinate our own lives. Lucky I'm here. Well, we did We did have a conversation about a wedding we're going to a couple of days afterwards, but we just didn't have a conversation about what we were doing previously. The Christmas, yeah, that's right. So it was fun. Uh, well, thank, thank you very much, A, a for uh, being supportive of the podcast, mate, and thanks for having us on your shows uh, this, yeah. this year. We, and thanks for being on our show. We really appreciate no, it. I feel like it's quid pro quo now. We're all, we're all even. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. That's what we provided content for each other. That's the modern world. And thank you for <laughs> thank you for not swearing on our podcast. Yeah, exactly. I, I do what you can't, Charlie. <laughs> Which is Be mostly every talking footy. Yeah. yeah, and know things about footy. And win premierships. Yeah. Oh, anyway, fuck. all those all right, things. We're done. <laughs> Bye all Beck. Right. Thanks, boys. See you later. Thank you, Beck. See you next time. We'll go. We'll do it. Get back on again next time. We'll so go back to back. We snuck in a bit of a two guys one cup, but that's fair enough. Well, that's good because like two because... guys one cup doesn't exist without toe fop. Right, and in the old days, did I just say two guys one cup? Uh, yeah, that's our fish podcast. <laughs>
when Will and I adopt a guppy. Uh, two guys, one gup. Two guys, one pup. <laughs> adopt a puppy for the podcast. Two guys, one sup, which is us and just a rapper. <laughs> two guys, what's up? Two guys, you up, which is where we just creepily message people at three o'clock in the morning to see if they're up. Um, I think that's classic Tofop because we used to ruin Tofop by talking about yeah. AFL. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, so, we're playing some of the hits. We haven't had any Batman questions yet, no, which I'm not surprised yet, about. I mean, maybe down there. You think? Well, I don't know. Maybe maybe we've know, moved past that. Well, maybe Batman's been ruined. Do you know what I mean? Zack Snyder's ruined it for the podcast. I think so. He has. He's taken the sheen off it. Yeah. I mean, I feel a bit dorky talking about it now because when you talk about it, they're like, are oh, you talking about those fucking mm. Justice League films? You're like, oh, no. no. Why would I be? No. It's weird. Uh, let's get off that topic. Oh, I will say this though. I was backstage at a, at, a, at my gig in Wisconsin, Madison, Wisconsin last week. Thanks yeah. to everyone who came out and saw me, by the way. There was heaps of uh, podcast fans who came out and saw the show. So um, I was having a conversation with the other two comedians who were both great guys. And one of them was reading Ex Machina, the oh, yeah. Brian K. Vaughan book, which I loved. And uh, then Dark Knight uh, came on the telly backstage. And we start talking about, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, and then... The t- topic of Batman versus Superman comes up, and I say, "Don't get me started." And then I start, and about twenty minutes later, they're staring at me like, <laughs> "How can one man have so many opinions about this movie?" And one of the dudes was like, "So what would have happened if we did get you started?" <laughs> <laughs> all right, we've got uh, all the way from Perth. We have Kaya, I believe that's we decided. Let's that's, see. Yeah, right? let's, let's see if if it is Kaya. Um, uh, it's spelt K-A-I-J-A, but I went with Kaija, but I think you went with Kaya. Kaya. Yeah. And I, f- I feel like you're going to be Your correct. love is lifting me, Kaya, than I've, I've ever, ever been, been lifted. Clifted. <laughs> well, because she's Kaya. <laughs> Why does a cliff roll off well, Kaya? Higher, and then like you went higher to Kaya, so I was like lifted to Clifton. I just thought it'd be a funny little repeat, you know? Well, if she has a, a brother or a cousin called Cliff, yeah, uh, that would be... That, well, you'd be like, she probably has got a lot of higher Kaya. Higher Kaya. Higher Kaya. Yeah. You're my sire, Kaya. Kaya. If she was a vampire. Yeah. And she made other oh, people's vampires. Oh, yeah. You're Vam- my sire, vampire. she was vampire. a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, she's probably here, but just has decided not to come on board because yeah, we're talking we're, about her name. We've had a bit of a delay. Uh, I'm assuming she's dropped Well, off. she's in Perth as well, so it's the other side of the country. So Yeah, but it's been pretty good so far. I know, but also these people probably thought we'd be to them by now. It's taken probably a little longer than we How long have we been we talking expected. for? Well, we've been talking for an hour and 15 and oh, we had a break. Shit. Oh, wow. And we started How does it felt late, like that? So, no, I mean... It's all this fresh blood, Will. Well, it's because other people have been talking for some of it. Yeah. So that's been quite nice. <laughs> and giving us compliments, yeah. mostly. So um, let's see if we can find Kaya. Any chance that we're going to see Kaya? Yeah, it looks uh, like she's coming message. through. Oh, oh here oh, we go. Kaya. Hi. Hi. This is Charlie. Oh, there you are. <laughs> yeah, can you see us? Hi, Charlie. Hello. Hi, Will. I'm Will. Uh, Kaya, we can't see you. Is your camera on? Can We've we... got a photo of you at the races or yeah. something. It looks like it's you're at the races or a wedding. To be three people. Three people. Are you? Which one? You're the one in yeah. the middle. Maybe. Who knows? Kaya might. Here oh, she here is. Yay! Hello, Kaya. Hi, Kaya. <laughs> Hi. Uh, joining us all the way from Perth, I believe. Is that right? Yes, that is correct. So, how long have you? What time did you have to get up to be on hold for this? Uh, normal hours. I was at work for eight thirty, and so I've just squirreled away into a little meeting room well you're our second you're our second caller who's actually calling from work which alarms me about australia's productivity going forward will right well i like it i like that people are willing to step away from their jobs 
um, you know, to talk. It's morning podcast. tea time. It's fine. Okay. Yeah, I'm just uh, taking a. I'm talking. Taking a ring into a fictional radio show. Break. Just uh, hypothetically, let, <laughs> let's let's throw a hypothetical at you. Just uh, say your boss or your supervisor walks in right now uh, and asks what you're doing. What do you tell him? Yeah, what lie have you got prepared? <laughs> I would say that I am talking to an Australian podcast about the importance of science because that's what my job is. Oh, oh nice. Okay. nice. Yeah, okay. Science. Okay. Nice. All right, let's All right. let's get started. Okay. <laughs> so, Kaya, um, did you have a question or a comment or something, a science question for us today? Something we can clear up for you? <laughs> It is. It's very scientific, but not actually. Let me at just all. say before um, you ask it, it, it's a hoax. It's a yeah, hoax. Yeah. <laughs> it was entirely about climate change. I'm very disappointed. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, my question is inspired by my sister Elise. Um, she was wondering if you could pick a Marvel or DC character and reimagine them or rewrite them, but into a completely Australian landscape and sort of story, who would you pick? Why? Good question. See, that's pretty good. It's really good. Okay. So, I mean, let's just think about it. Like, Batman's not great for the Australian environment because that, like, outfit. Yeah. Like, it just feels a but bit But you too... could adapt it. You could Australian. He could become like Fruit Batman. Fruit Batman. Yeah. Yeah. Just hang up in parks. Just, his cape is connected at his ankles and his wrists. So, when he puts his arms out, he just glides. Fruit Batman. <laughs> I don't mind that. i got to be honest with yeah. you. Wolverine could be Wombat Reen. I mean, I would have thought that the Flash would be handy in Australia. I mean, it's long distances. Long distances. Like, yeah, say, for example, there's a, an emergency But he'd have to, have to, you have to Australianize him. You've got to retool him for Australian. So, yeah, but he, well, you know, he, he can keep his name because Barry Allen sounds like a real Aussie name, yeah, right? His name's already Barry. And we, Wally West. Like, the both, both Flashes are perfectly Already Australian. sounds Australian. Yeah. And we just wouldn't call him the Flash. We'd call him Fast as Fuck or Fa- something. Fast Cunt. Yeah, Fast <laughs> <laughs> Did you call that fast count? Brainiac's taken over Melbourne. Where's that fast count? And Brainiac is how we refer to anyone who finished high school. <laughs> I mean, you can't make many Australian animals. I wouldn't have said like wombat man, koala man, koala. Wolverines and wombats like- are quite similar though. And wombat, like, because wombats are quite tough, and Wolverine's indestructible. That's so true. I think I think you could do it, and his costume could be just like. Just a burly fur coat, like no spandex oh. or anything. Just like a just a really heavy fur coat. Because the thing about wombats, apparently, their defensive maneuver when they're threatened is they run into a burrow and they put their hindquarters at the entrance of the burrow and block it because it's got a really hard like bone on their backside. Right. So that would be Wombar- wombat Reen's special powers. I mean, that'd be he great. can run away it's and, put, and stick his ass in the door. <laughs> Like, if someone threw a grenade into a room, you just get right. Wombat Rain to stick right. his ass Burrow, against the door. And then just... <laughs> Dig a hole, throw the grenade in, and then sit on it. <laughs> so that works. All right. Well, I think that was well answered. So, that seems like a good well, question. Would you have, would you have Cap- Captain Australia? Uh, Captain Australia. Or is that but, Captain Boomerang? I mean, Captain Australia wouldn't... Because Captain America represents American values, right? Yeah. Captain Australia would have to represent Australian values. Slouch hat instead of a helmet. With yeah, corks exactly. On it. Yeah, oh, you, yeah, and just budgie, just budgie <laughs> smugglers, just speedos. You know yeah. what I mean? So what's he got instead of the shield? But Australian budgie smugglers. Oh, and he'd have like a instead of a shield, he's got he's got like the uh, the, the lid. <laughs> just got an esky lid. Yeah, the whole time. <laughs> I like it. 
<laughs> and he wouldn't be Captain Australia, he'd be Captain Aussie. Captain Aussie, yeah. Captain Oz. Yeah. Too, too many fucking syllables, mate. Too many syllables. The Hulk? Oh, no, The Thing could be made out of Ayers Rock. Oh, Uluru. Uluru comes, Uluru to, life. comes to life. Yeah. Perfect. Oh, like actually, that. that's pretty good. That's good. Like, it's that's part good. Of You're like... mates with a dude who made Clever Man. Call yeah. him up. We've got a, a new series to well, picture. Well, that's what I mean. We need to get somebody indigenous on board. I yeah. think this would be culturally inappropriate for two white guys to go, so we've got this great idea. Uluru comes to life and fights crime. But I guess if we got like Ryan Griffin on board, yeah. you know, maybe Briggs could get on board with uh, us. Briggs would be a great Ayers oh. Rock. Uluru, Charlie. Uluru. Oh, no, you play the character who always calls it Ayers Rock. Yeah, yeah. And everyone's like, mate, it's not Ayers Rock. Snooty white banker. Yeah. The snooty white banker. <laughs> I don't even believe in this yeah. Ayers Rock. Yeah, I just want to put a, I just want to put a cafe in right. the, at the bottom of it and then elevate it so people can get to the top. <laughs> oh, and the first time he comes to life, there's people still climbing it. You've had that scene with like the snooty person who's like, you know, it's been explained down the bottom. Uh, it's culturally, uh, they prefer if you don't climb it. It's a sacred site. And there's this like, yeah, American guy that everyone can hate going well I'm going to climb it with my family no matter what and then it comes to life and he like gets splattered he gets eaten that's a really good <laughs> bit of the film That's a, how's that that's pretty good we'll give you five five characters yeah, now i got to be honest yeah, that's, that's a universe Struggling I, I look start. forward to that being set up for many, many years for the next five, seven, twelve years of layouts of movies. Sounds good. Oh yeah, that's I didn't that's what we're gonna out. do. We've yeah, got to plan it. Sequels and like team ups and all that kind of yeah. shit. And you've got to have like bad. They guys could meet as well. at the RSL. Like instead of Avengers Tower, they all like they convene at the RSL, the Dubbo RSL. <laughs> right, but a floating RSL, like it's an RSL in the sky. Yeah, <laughs> or a hidden RSL. Um, and but you have to have villains as well. That's the thing that we've got. We haven't really oh, no, kind villains. of. Um, Gina Reinhart. Gina Reinhart. Like Lex Luthor. A bald Gina Reinhart. Yeah, that's good too. Oh, no, we've got Rupert Murdoch. He's kind of like Lex Luthor. Well, there too. You have you have Rupert Murdoch, you have Gina Reinhart. One's like mining and all those sort of things and she's the... Yeah, but give her more of a kind of like a famous villain, like who's she aligned to, like a villain. Well, isn't... Because so, Lex Luthor is a, a titan but, of industry, which is Rupert Murdoch. Yeah, but no, no, no. I think, no, because he's the newspaper man, really. He's yeah, the one who controls Lex the Luthor own newspapers? media. No, well, but he's more about Bill. It wasn't like All the right. first Superman okay, thing, so just about a land deal. Gina Reinhardt. Yeah, Gina Juthor. <laughs> well, no, that doesn't <laughs> well, work at all. Sounds, yeah, that was. <laughs> let's let's put that one up on. Uh, maybe we'll do a second. Spelled, draft the, spelled Juthor one. with a G. Uh, what about the dingo? dingo and it's like actually it. it turns out it was the dingo that like that stole the baby, stole the baby, or or he can control no, dingoes. The like dingo. The it should be a case of he was. He's like framed for a murder he never committed. Oh yeah, right. That's what it should be. Yeah, so Bingo he's not man. actually a yeah. So yeah. he's had to live outside the law because everyone's always blamed him for it, but yeah. it wasn't actually yeah. The dingo, and he's like he's like Lorenzo Lamas in Renegade. He rides a like a motorbike. He's a dingo, but he rides a like a Harley with a leather vest open on his bare chest. And he's you got know, like a long mullet. And you know who plays him? Who? Ernie Dingo. Yes, perfect. Right. This is right in itself. Old man casting. Old Ernie Dingo. Yeah, I like yeah, it. I love it. All right. Uh, thank you very much, Kaya. Uh, we appreciate you being part of the podcast. Thank your sister for her question. Uh, we no appreciate worries. it very much. Au revoir. Get back to science. I will do. Bye. <laughs> Bye. All right. Good. There you go. Bit of, com com bit of comic book action. And we got Batman in. We got Batman in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were discussing in the break. No one's asked about Batman yet. And Will said, it's coming. It's coming. Uh, all right. Uh, who have we got up next here? Uh, Mike Cowell. Uh, we're going back to Adelaide. City of Churches. Yeah. And bizarre kidnappings. Uh, Don Bradman. Yeah. Fruitox. 
Quentin. Crazy Horse Quentin, who's been ill recently. I, I saw that Quentin uh, Kenahan was uh, was not well recently. So a big shout out to Quentin. Had a big year with being in Fury Road. So yeah. very exciting. And I hope his health is good. Oh, here we go. Now, this feels a little bit more Yeah, like this is very more Snapchatty. Nathan yeah. in Adelaide. How We've are you? Nathan in Adelaide. Good day, white singlet on. In one of those rooms where it looks like they shoot those, you know, pornos that are like, casting. this girl's coming for yeah, yeah, yeah. what she thinks is to be in a rock clip. Yeah, Tofop Casting presents. <laughs> Is it is it hot in Adelaide, or you you can't, or you look like that, or you're going to a cosplay as Bruce Willis and Die Hard? <laughs> Come the dress white, as your favorite Christmas character. Yeah. <laughs> are you are you just curling the curling the carpet with your toes? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm in bed at the moment. Just oh, 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 hang on. Suddenly you got a little sexy. I do have all my clothes on, so. All right, we'll take your word for it. Don't have to show us now. Nathan, uh, question, comment, how, uh, what can we do for you today? Yeah. All right. I've got a question. So mm-hmm. imagine Vince McMahon from the WWE came up yep. to you and he has asked you to become a WWE superstar. What is your character? What's your attire and what's your finishing move? Describe yourself to me. Yeah, first. Okay. Firstly, I just want to, just before we get into this, uh, I've been really going along this idea that the whole Donald Trump thing has been orchestrated by Vince McMahon. Oh, totally. He is Vince McMahon. But no, but he's the perfect heel because we're setting it up for The Rock 2020. Yeah, right. Because The Rock has said that he's going to run. And can you imagine four years of Trump (laughs) as the ultimate heel? And then you bring in Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Has he really said he's going to run? Yeah. Well, he said he might. He said he'd consider running. Wow. The Rock would win. Yeah. There's no doubt in my mind that if The Rock ran for president, the people's champion. Oh, my God. The most electrifying the most... force in sports, entertainment, and politics. Yeah. He's not. He would Do you smell what The Rock is legislating? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and you know who he runs with to get Trump supporters? Stone Cold Steve Austin. So you run with Stone Cold, and he gets the Midwest, the flyover Yeah, Rust Belt. And then you get like Dwayne Johnson gets like the uh, yeah the the West Coast yeah but you don't want to the inauguration can't happen in the middle of a ring because we all know what happens when you have important meetings in the middle of a ring. I mean, but I'd love that. Then can you imagine if like then like you know they're halfway through signing this thing and then like some Russian music starts playing <laughs> and then just Putin Boo. appears. <laughs> Putin, Putin. Putin. <laughs> Uh, okay, um, if I were going to be a wrestler, um, well, you've got to kind of play to your strengths or weaknesses, I guess. And I, or you can create a character from scratch. Yeah, but I, so I'm, I reckon my strength is cutting promos, right? Right. Like I don't think I'm going to be much good in the ring with my bad hips and stuff like that. Yeah. So I've got to like, I think my thing's got to be more like I'm a, you know, t- I talk a big game. Yeah. Oh, you know, maybe you know what my character is. Well, I think my thing would be. I just like go everyone. Yeah. Like, you know, so my kind of like, I have kind of a fashion police style. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, and, uh, and, but then they all kick my ass. Yeah. That's my thing. So you're a so heel. I'm constantly cocky and yeah. I always think that I'm going to win. And I cut these hilarious promos where I talk about how I'm going to dismantle people. Yeah. And then I get in the so ring. So what's your gimmick? You got a name or a, or, or a persona? Um, or you just Will Anderson who, and used and used that. Oh, you know, my intro music is the music from Curb Your Enthusiasm. (laughs) (laughs) What about your costume? Uh, My costume is padded. 
because I'm going to get hurt a lot. Yeah. So it's mostly, it's mostly like really, it's like pretty much in clothes. <laughs> it's like one of those sumo suits. It's you like, I look parties. like, no, the kid in the bubble. Yeah. Remember the bubble boy? <laughs> I fight in a giant bubble. That's I, that's why that's my character's name, the bubble, yeah. El Bubble. Yeah, I was fighting in the Mexican. He lives league. in a bubble because yeah. he thinks he's this amazing wrestler and shit. He literally lives in his own bubble. That's it. I'm in a bubble. Yeah, and it's a commentary on modern and day society. How we all Who live in Who wouldn't want bubbles. to see a wrestling match in which just one guy was just getting knocked around the stadium in right. a giant inflatable bubble? And yeah, my music starts <laughs> playing, and then I just roll dun, down dun, in dun, my bubble. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, the bubble. That's all right. I think. What I've liked, what I like about the WWE is when they pick a character who you're not meant to hate him because of his wrestling, but it's the persona he's created. So I would create a character called the troll, who would be oh. like an internet troll. Oh, yeah, okay. And so that's good. I my character would be kind of like a, I guess like a disaffected millennial. Uh-huh. And so I'd always come to the ring like just looking, not looking at, just looking at my phone all the time. And when they try and do the cut the promos and stuff, I'm just whatever. And then I write some snarky comment on Twitter and stuff. And so I would, I would move, I would capture that kind of WWE online market because they're like, oh fuck, man, have you seen what the trolls written now? Right, and the troll you could take over the WWE feeds and stuff yeah, like that. That's right. But my persona is constantly disaffected. Yep. Like I don't care about anything. No, like it's all just this lame. Matters. Who yeah. wants to win belts? Yeah, exactly. But I still win through my just. It's I won't have. The, I won't be like this kind of. Who would I compare him to? Like, uh, I would I would be a wrestler like uh, 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 Bret Hart. Oh, like, you know how Bret okay. Hart was the excellence of execution? Like, he sort of, you know, was very fluid and stuff. Wasn't the biggest dude or whatever. I just would, that's the kind of wrestler I'd be. It'd be a lot of kind of submission holds and stuff. No power moves or anything like that. Yeah, just a bit of like, meh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. I think my finishing move would have to be called something like the burn or the right. uh, the flamed where I don't actually touch you. I just go online and harass you on Facebook. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, he's about to do hashtag lame. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is a great move. <laughs> yeah, and you have, like, all these, like, 4chan guys who are your friends. Yeah, exactly. Like... <laughs> I love it. Always talking about ethics in games. Just telling people to kill themselves <laughs> constantly. <laughs> kill yourself. Seriously, kill yourself. Oh, the troll. <laughs> All right. Excellent question. I loved it, Nathan. Thank you for joining us from your bed. Yeah. All right. Thank you. We appreciate and being part of it. Go get Hans Gruber. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Nathan sounded like he was in bed <laughs> at 1.30 in the afternoon. <laughs> Got a little insight into Nathan's life. Adelaide. Well, the city comes alive. Uh, who, who have we got up next? Uh, we're going to Brooklyn. New York City. Uh, we've got Emily. Oh, my God. So this is our first US caller. This is exciting. All right. Here we go. Clean up. We'll clean up. All right. Make on. the place yeah. look nice. We've no, got no, guests. No. I was just in the US. They've got a lot going on of their own. They can't be judging us, Charlie. Emily. Emily. Can well, you see I can, us? I can, I, can, oh, I can see Emily. She can't She's hear got us. An, I love Gordon's T-shirt on. Can oh, you hear us? No. Yeah, it's a little distorted. Yes. But... Okay. okay. All right. We'll slow down. Is that too slow? <laughs> I, I feel like there's just a little delay, Charlie. Well, it's, well, it's, it's frozen. Okay. <laughs> so it's a right. long delay. You know what? Here's what we're going to do, just because there is a bit of a delay, Emily, and I hope you're hearing us and seeing us properly. But um, I'm going to toss it over to you, uh, and you can uh, say, ask, or whatever you would like to do. We'll give Emily a bit of time to do that, and then we can respond, and that way, hopefully, we won't talk over the top of each other. Well-coordinated. 
Okay, um, I'm going to go for sincerity, I guess, with I apologize for in advance. Um, I've been listening to the show, I mean, five or six years now. I got into it through Walking the Room, and it sort of opened up this whole other community, um, both in terms of listening to other podcasts, like I Love Green Guy Better, or like Justin Hamilton stuff for Little Dum Dum Club, but also just meeting other fans and becoming good friends with people like in New Zealand and in Australia and then in all other sorts of places. Um, do you guys get a sense of how important the podcast is to other people? Do you, do you feel that? And you're, I mean, because it's Batman and time travel and, you know, sex with Kathy Bates, but it's also like this very important thing. Uh, the, well, the thing I will say firstly is thank you. Uh, and it's, uh, sometimes we do. I mean, never when we're doing it, I would say. Like, you know, so obviously we just get together and, you know, talk nonsense and, you know, try to have fun with it. And it doesn't ha really have any higher aspirations uh, or aims than that. But obviously over the years of traveling around and meeting people and so many times on this recent tour I just did of the US you know going out to shows and meeting people who you know tell me similar stories of you know discovering it through walking the room or discovering it through the dollop or comedy film nerds that sense that there is a, a comedy community and a podcasting community where like I mean in some you know areas if you like one thing it means you have to hate the other thing whereas mm. podcasting has been a great world for going well if you like this you might also like this and it doesn't mean you have to stop liking the other thing but the the to answer the kind of the idea of the importance of it i think there's been a couple of times when we stopped doing it the first time that i think that was the first time we realized how much people up until that point we kind of lived in a bit of a vacuum with it but i mm. remember when we first had to stop and the way people reacted, that was the first time I kind of realized that the podcast was important to people. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm always surprised. Like when we started doing the live shows, like this year, we did our biggest ever live show in Melbourne, which was almost like a thousand seats. And uh, it's just when you have that many people in front of you, it's like there's no other way around it but to go, oh my God, like we must be doing something right. Or the people obviously like what we're doing. But I only have to relate it to podcasts that I love. Like there's podcasts I listen to that no one I know listens to and they're really obscure and they're really niche. And I know what that means to me. Like I feel connected to those people. Like I buy their merchandise. I buy their bonus episodes. Like I know their personalities really well. They feel like friends. Like I often will tell stories to people. Oh, a friend of mine, this happened to them. And I won't be talking about like someone I see day to day. I'm talking about my friend who I listen to on the podcast. Well, it's interesting when you say that because uh, the day you were, we were just talking off air about the fact that you were at the Actor Awards and, and it grew on my TV show, won an award, but I was, I was in America. But the day I found out that we won the award, something else happened to me that day that I was more excited about than the award. And it's totally in this area, which is that Seth Romatelli from Oh Yeah Dude, which is my favorite podcast, uh, sent me a Christmas card and it came in the mail. And I was like, I can explain to no one that this is the most exciting thing that happened to me today. But it was because I love that podcast so much and I love them. And I like just that Seth still sends fucking Christmas cards. Like it, it just absolutely delighted me. So, mm. and, uh, I, and I'd also add like the other thing that I love, you know, is, is what the show has kind of spawned. So, 
you know, if you go onto the Facebook page at any time or on Twitter or whatever, and you see like the artwork of James Fosdyke or, you know, what Reed Parker has been doing with the Photoshop or Sean Maluga with the photographs he's taken or anyone who creates something based off what we've done, like I'm all for that. Like that kind of just, that is what I think makes me happiest is seeing, you know, getting a, an email from James Fosdyke where he's drawn a cartoon panel of something that you and I have not even thought of since we've spoken of it. So you get to like enjoy it again in a completely different context. So that's the one thing I really love about it. Yeah, I love the idea that it inspires other people to do things. Like, because we were inspired by mm. other people's projects to do this thing. And, you know, we love that about Smodcast. Like, was the idea that, like, when you went and saw Kevin Smith, like, there'd be all these things that, like, fans of the show had made mm. using his work or inspired by his work. So I, I'm, I'm with you. Whenever somebody, like, gets on the Facebook page and has made something or put something mm. together, or those sort of things are probably when it, it's the most exciting for me as well. Yeah. And, now and back to, Emily, back to you. <laughs> Experience a, a TOEFOP malfunction firsthand is pretty exciting. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't be a TOEFOP without something going wrong, but it's been pretty good. Yeah, I mean, whole. well, it's taken us to have to do a call to New York City for it to go terribly. So yeah. I think that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, although we do do the show mostly in two different countries, like for half the year. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> but there's only two of us. This is hard. We're, we're conference calling. Is there anything else you wanted to ask us? Um, No, no. It was just great to talk to you guys. Thank you so much for doing this. Uh, our pleasure. There'll be, there'll be more, I'm sure. Thank you, Emily. We really appreciate you uh, dialing in today. All right. Bye. That, that'll uh, Michael will clean all that up. But he, might have, he should... He'll have to leave some of it in <laughs> to context. understand what we were fucking talking about. <laughs> and I will have... Yeah, Will and Charlie are fucking talking for a long time. <laughs> right, we were trying to do that one in a not back and forth. Yeah, because yeah. There was a massive delay on the line in case Michael's cleaned it up so well that people at home are like, "Why didn't they let Emily talk?" We did. <laughs> it just was often. It's like a seven-second delay. Yeah, it was. I think it was more than that. It was like it felt like a real like. Are you there? Are you <laughs> it's there? a screen frozen. And you would try, have to try to hold your nerve <laughs> yeah. not to talk, I know. to say, are you there? Because then if you did that, she would stop when she heard your voice. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Um, are we back in Adelaide again? Jeez, Adelaide, that, that's our biggest demographic. I love this because every time people um, talk about podcasts, you know, when they do tours, it's become a bit of a running joke that no, like the people of Adelaide never come out to the shows. But obviously, if you get people to dial in, this is what people want to do. They dial in from Adelaide. Lisa, I believe. Hello. Hi. How are you? Hi, Charlie. Hi. Hello, Lisa. That's good. Now I can see your whole face. We like those. Okay. Face. Yeah. I'm, go I'm going to lean back in a second because we can't quite get in the shot. But uh, 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 you're joining us from Adelaide today. Do you have a comment, a question? Welcome to the podcast. Oh, by the way, what do you think of the, the pod cave? Is it what you expected? Um, there's probably more wood that I, than I thought there would be. <laughs> what do you think, human skin or something? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I just thought it'd be more bulldogs jerseys, actually. I thought the whole oh, world that... would just be like a bulldog's oh. flag and jersey. That's there's, in the next room. Yeah, there's, a whole, there's a whole secret room in there. For that's Will's that. non-panic room. That's my private room where I'm alone with my merchandise, Lisa. <laughs> did you have a, a question or a comment you wanted? I did. Well, I, I thought of trying to come up with a really tofop question, but I realized I didn't have any more questions about 
how much Will hated Batman versus Superman. <laughs> I don't think hasn't come up has already. About that. So I wanted to ask, what Amazing. is your most favourite thing and what is your least favourite thing about recording the podcast with each other? Oh, okay. Uh, well, least favourite is probably just the time it takes, to be honest. Like, you know, it's such a, it's been such a great joy to do this, but obviously as we both are busy in our lives and the thing about podcasts is you pick up a new one mm. and, but the old one doesn't go away. Mm. So particularly this year, you know, just in the ones we do together with the football podcast and this podcast with our schedules. Yeah. The toughest thing is just... I'd say that would be it too. Like, the you know... Co the coordinating of it. Because yeah, often... of the time. We're in two different countries. And so, like, you know, someone's getting up in the morning or someone's staying up at night. So there's always that. I mean, it, it goes remarkably smoothly. And that's a lot to Mike Howell, who has to take the files and then cut them together. And he sort of, like, lines it all up. So, you know, you miss all the kind of... Um, long pauses and things like that but they are certainly different styled podcasts as exactly. well because when we're in the same room we can just kind of bounce off each other but when you're in different countries and with the delay and all those sort of things, hand signals yeah <laughs> we do a lot of hand signals they're certainly different style podcasts and so i think that's the hardest thing is like you know trying to get that sort of a coordinating it and get that same rapport when we're not in the same place doing it but yeah michael has obviously been amazing in allowing us to get out podcasts that I've been really happy with, you know, when we've been in two completely different crazy places. It's amazing. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the thing about it is that we were, we for a while were holdouts on the idea of doing Skype. Like we just didn't feel it would get that energy, but Mike Hal kind of talked us into it. And then we tried it and it's like, it's not the same, but it's not bad. Like we've had some really enjoyable episodes and sometimes that separation, like you, what you get is a different style of episode. Yeah. But yeah, I think the idea, the tough part is working around everyone because, you know, it's not just me and Will, there's Mike Hal as well, who makes himself available all the time. But, you know, there's just some some things don't line up. Um, but when this show becomes a multi-million dollar digital platform, right, we'll have plenty of time to be in the same room together. Um, I'd say, and I'd say that's kind of Elizabeth, my favorite thing too, is I just actually, I love, I love long form conversation. I love, uh, Will and I can have an ability to sit down and talk at length about lots of different topics. And if the microphones are on or not, I would still enjoy that. That's what I kind of enjoy most is I like people who can hold a conversation. I like long form conversation. And then when you guys give us feedback on stuff, that sparks a new conversation. And that's, I guess that's what I enjoy the most of it. It's the most, of all the things I've done professionally and creatively, this is the most effortless. I felt like when podcasting was invented, it was a medium that I had natural ability at because I can fucking talk and it requires a very minimal technical capabilities. Well, the whole thing is one giant conversation, really, more than anything. It's like you've just got a big conversation, not only between the two of us, but a conversation that we've been having with each other. Somebody said to me, they gave you a suggestion because on the last episode, we were talking about how would you describe the podcast. Mm. And somebody said to me, they said, it's like listening in on a weekly phone catch up. Yeah, that's you know? right. Yeah. And, and it does have that. So, I mean, I think the best thing, I mean, obviously at a very base level, the best thing about the podcast for me has been that we got to work together. We were friends and we're both creative people. And like, when two creative people are friends, like often you, and so, I mean, obviously Justin, you know, he's a stand up. So Justin and I can work together, like go out on the road together, do shows together. But we, you know, your world and my world were Don't right intersect. next to each other, but they weren't quite yeah. there. I mean, we even, uh, I, we've talked about this, I think, but when I was doing radio, you know, we even considered the idea of maybe we could like do a radio show together, but mm. that wasn't really what, 
you wanted to do or your world. No. Whereas this is something that we could do together. So that's certainly been the the best bit of it. I mean, yeah. the idea that we're still doing it all this time later and we have this, um, you know, we have had an opportunity to talk to each other, but also a group of people. Mm. Um, and those people have become part of the conversation and they have in a lot of ways guided the conversation. You know, when we have gone into areas where people have had a problem with what we've talked about, like the way that people have come to us and said, Hey, I like the show, but you know, when you talked about this or, you know, the way you talked about this, or here's my insight on that thing that you Is were that talking Dolph about. Lundgren that... you're talking about? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> when Dolph Lundgren came to you and said, Hey man, like just yeah. Yeah, Could lay you off. Just stop? Could you just stop talking <laughs> about creepy. me too much? We live in the same building, mate. It's really weird. <laughs> But no, I, I mean, it has been part of a broader conversation as well. And mm. the last but not least, I would say the thing I like about it is be able to create something that throws away all the things you learn in radio. Like to do something that is essentially broadcasting, but is so completely different to all the things you meant to do and find that there were still people out there. Because I've been having this argument with people for years in those environments of going no no no, you can just talk about whatever you want to talk about be interesting and people will listen like for this podcast to you know have had an audience that have obviously said yes that is how we like those conversations has been very rewarding I yeah think. and the other thing too i'd say is that it's been the the growth of the show has been organic like we sort of put it out without any kind of real promotion or anything i mean obviously with your name there's always going to be like a level of interest and stuff but we just allowed it to kind of find its feet you know, and we sort of really, I think, held off on kind of pushing it too fast, too quick. Like we had big ideas and stuff and we sort of tried some things. But what I like about it is that anyone who likes the show, you know, it's there's like a there's a depth to that, why, why they like it. You know, there's a history to it and they've kind of, they either get the humor straight away or they get the style of the show or they've listened the whole way through. And I just think that it makes for much more satisfying when people come up and talk about the show. Like I'm happy to go into, they want to talk about an episode where we talk about something. I'm happy to go back into it because it's an interesting conversation, you know, like we bring it up because it interests us. Cool. Thanks guys. Is that good a good question, answer? Lisa. Well, well worth it. Thanks Bye. mate. Well done. Thank you. All right. We must be getting towards the end. How, how many have we uh, got to go? Mike Howell. Mike Howell. He can answer. give us a little count just so that we know. Three more. All right, okay. that's good. Do you need another break? Or I might okay? just need a little quick... Okay, can we just pause for a couple of minutes, Mark Hull? It'll only be a couple of minutes. Okay, so we've got uh, three more to go. Okay, three three final calls. We should... Uh, we've, well, we've done a fair while. <laughs> we've done an hour and... Well, not an hour and 50 because I was recording before we started, but we've done a fair while. That's good. Yep, we haven't good. done a long one in a while. Okay, Big so one. we've got Nicole from Canberra. Our nation's capital. Yeah. Beautiful. And just come in and got my bottle of water and then she's going to eat that under the table. So hopefully that won't okay. make Okay, she's noise. incoming. Nicole. Here we go. Do we have Nicole? Hello, Nicole. Oh, hey, Will. Hey, Charlie. Hey, how are uh, you? We can hear Nicole. We can't see Nicole. We have it. We can't see you just yet. So maybe turn your camera on. No, I think I figured it out. Okay, here oh. you come. Hey. Oh, hello. Hello, Nicole. It's good hello. to see you. Okay. Where do we we find you today, Nicole? Do we find you at home, at work? At home in Canberra. Okay, nice one. Uh, And uh, what's the temperature like in Canberra today? Is it hot in Canberra today? She looks over her shoulder. 
<laughs> Did you literally look over your shoulder to gauge the temperature? Do you have some heat detection gland in your cheek that we don't know about? And I was quite literally looking outside. Okay. <laughs> uh, now, uh, can I ask you, did you have, Nicole, did you have a question or a comment or something for us today? Oh, well, besides thanking you for doing the podcast, <laughs> um, I wanted to talk about Quantum Cop, actually. Oh, oh okay, interesting. Nice. Yeah, so one of them was um, if he has a device to talk to, like, the people who are, you know, helping him, is it like the, the control room changes? Oh, you, you, oh, as in, sorry, like, uh, do you mean like the device? Communicating back to like HQ, no, wherever time. HQ, in my, I, I find that I feel that HQ would be in a. They've stabilized it, so it is not subject to temporal changes. So, although he was sent back from whatever time period uh-huh. Quantum Cop was set in the eighties, sure. They're in a they're in a they're in a cage which diverts electrical energy which uh, makes them immune from temporal changes. So even though he's changing history, right, they stay consistent. It's the the same three people or two people in the control room giving him instructions. Yeah, but but what about what is the actual device he's communicating? Is on? it a phone? Is it something else? Yeah, what um, is it because like, he's got to have it with him. Yeah. in all time periods. Okay, uh, it's so pa- it's got to be pack something. A, pack of cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> what about before I, cigarettes? I, I, I mean, uh, well, cigarettes been around since like the 1500s, well, right? Well, I think that could be a running joke. So, in different time periods, yeah. people's acceptance of somebody having cigarettes could the, obviously be, and it could be a running plot. Sometimes somebody could steal his cigarettes or take his cigarettes. You could leave them on the table, and somebody yeah. doesn't have his communicator. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I mean, it's good. it's it's, it's a like Tardis-like it. joke. So, yeah. you know, it's a police box. It's got stuck in that form. So, I'd say it's a pack of cigarettes, yeah. and let's say they're like 1950s era. It's like a classy pack. Right. And I imagine he opens the pack and pulls out a cigarette, which is like the time oh, radar. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Puts and that's how the, he makes his call. I love that it's this advanced technology, <laughs> but it still needs a, a radar. radar. <laughs> it still needs a little antenna. Cigarette. Just. just, just <laughs> Did you have another question about yeah another quantum co- no, question or is it a would there ever be no. an episode where it's like they <laughs> think they're like oh maybe we should you know stop I don't know um, someone from drowning and went nah maybe the world would be a bit shit if we actually stopped that from happening you know what actually you know okay okay isn't that the lyrics of a Phil Collins song if it was it is I did mean to. <laughs> You know what? I actually think that's a not a bad uh, idea. What if we put that extra sort of bit of morality into it where occasionally they go back and they decide the person's terrible and they just let them die or whatever? Yeah, yeah. That's not bad, actually. Or if they do... Yeah, that... yeah, Kind so, of a moral arbitrator sort of... Like, so they're, they're, you're they're, meant to be saving They're them, constantly monitoring them. the possible temporal outcomes from right. their control room. So it's if they live... This happens if they die. This happens, but they'd have to be weighing up. Like maybe you do kill Hitler, but then Super Hitler rises in his place, so he's getting ready to shoot Hitler one. Right. But then they're like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! We're looking at the schematics. Is that the right word?" Sure. And it's showing us that this new time period there'd be Super Hitler. Right. She's called Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's more like real life rather yeah. than fantasy fiction, but. I appreciate it. 
Well, uh, we appreciate you giving us both of those questions, Nicole. Obviously, we've had got a few more things about Quantum Cop to flesh out, but I feel like <laughs> it's yeah. been a good... It's, you've given us some good notes. Yeah, pilot season's coming up in the States. Yeah. It's, uh, it's ready to roll out by February. I feel like we've you've, you've asked some questions that, sort of like, that the studio might ask yeah, us. Yeah, that's right. You know, like, well, what's his device, mate? Yeah. You haven't even said in this script what his device is. Can we make her a woman? Yeah. Jennifer Love Hewitt. Right. <laughs> She's looking for a project. I think this would be perfect. When you say cigarettes, we can get a vaping deal. <laughs> Uh, thank you very much Nicole thanks for joining us Bye. from uh, Canberra, Canberra where the temperature may be anything <laughs> according to her cheek oh, it's at least above 25 degrees okay. there we go thanks. cheers Nicole see ya alright see ya alright two more two, two more, more to go two more to go we're almost done uh, thank you to everyone for tuning in uh, to this mm. um, downloading it well yes don't tune into a podcast do you but... not tune in yeah I guess you don't no, I download what do you, it's do you the download, then tune in? Yeah. you ta- Well, if you're talking metaphorically tuning in, like oh, as in you yeah, tune your you attention tune. in. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right, we're going out to Briz Vegas. Uh, well, Sean. Sean from Brisbane. Sean and Lena should um, meet up. She's going to be in Brisbane soon, she said. Well, I mean, but Sean can Lena show her might around. not want to meet a stranger. Well, Sean might not want to meet her. Yeah, but you were suggesting, uh, you know, that's a good point, actually. No, you're right. <laughs> I just think Sean... Oh, he, hello. hello, Sean. Here's Sean. Hey, how are you? Good. Your lips aren't moving, but we can hear you, so yeah, it's all right. That's good. I heard no, you. I I didn't see. You're frozen in a. You're you're frozen, but it's in a very. It's a very flattering pose. You look very austere, like a CEO. A CEO of a startup company. T-shirt, cool glasses, yeah. like minimalist office. I mean, it is a tofop T-shirt. So is that a tofop? T- oh, it is. So. It's a teabagger one. How are you guys going? Oh, Oh, good, good. Good. How are you? Okay, so we've got a little bit of a delay here on Sean because we, uh, but we'll we'll just uh, we'll we'll pass it over to you, Sean, so that you can uh, say what you want to say, and then we'll give it a pause so we try not to talk over the top of you. Um, So if you have a thought, comment, question, now is the time. Awesome. Yeah. So I've got a couple of questions, but firstly, a thought. Um, Look, it's great to be in the the podcast with you guys, and I've got the stock ready in case we have any uh, sound issues. Um, (laughs) Michael, he's he. Mike Allen, he's done an awesome job in the green room. He's kept us all entertained, which is fantastic. Um, <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, wait a minute. Nice. Pause. Just pause. Uh, how is Mike Allen keeping you he's entertained? entertained. What's going on? He's like going... magic tricks? Oh yeah, you wait for the next couple of guests. They'll, uh, they'll, they'll. I think they're bringing home the bacon. <laughs> well, I will say this: we can now see you talking. Yeah, which that's is, better. Uh, delightful. You've, You've come been... to life. It felt like a scene from Westworld for a minute, where I'm like, oh my god. It's true. Sean's been a host this whole time. Ben Arnold. Ah, uh, <laughs> uh, nice. Nice. You can stay. Yeah. Don't cut him you off. Pass, you passed the test. <laughs> no worries. But yeah, I just, yeah, just want to say thanks um, for all the content you put out there. It's fantastic. And I've been able to introduce, you know, my family to also all of these, you know, obscure movie references, TV show, even great movies to watch. Like one comes to mind, Charlie, uh, If Follows. I would have never found that without you talking yeah. about it. And man, like the you know, you're talking about the the way that it was filmed, it was fantastic. Um, and yeah, other that's he, good movie, comedians, yeah, other comedians and podcasts too that I just hadn't heard of. And lucky enough, last Mel, uh, last comedy festival went down to Melbourne to see a new family member, and um, it, it was uh, great. Able to shoehorn in eleven shows and all friends <laughs> of the show, so it was great. Sean, can I ask you this? Um, what other podcasts do you enjoy? Uh, so love uh, Dollop, uh, Little Dum Dum Club. Um, Justin Hamilton's been fantastic. Like um, when he has been a guest with you 
Well, uh, I just really get him. I'm an overthinker as well. So it's been fantastic to, uh, to listen <laughs> to what he goes on with. So, yeah, he was great. So um, I get to I try and see him as much as I can. Did you have a question for us? Yeah, I've got a question for each of you, if I can. So, um, yep. so firstly, you, Charlie, if I could. So on mm-hmm. a recent episode, uh, you spoke about special skills that you may have as a kid. <laughs> and one in particular around hand farts. Now, yeah. I recall... Um, in the short film, The Wake, which you produced yes. with Gemma, that yeah. uh, Angus Sampson um, used the hand fart as a great plot element. So, and I had your writing all over it. Uh, will, you be, <laughs> will we be seeing Brandy or any other special skills in future writing? Um, I didn't uh, even think of that. that that's funny. The, the reason I, I brought the hand farting in is because it was an exact question of like, what special skills do I have? Because I wanted to create a moment in which this guy taught this dude, like if he was cool, it'd be like how to open a beer bottle with his, you know, wrist or, but I can't do any of that cool shit. The only thing I've ever been able to do to entertain a kid is make a fart noise with my hands. So I didn't even actually make that connection, but yeah, yeah. Um, I guess Brandy would be uh, awesome to put in a film, but uh, I have no, the thing I'm writing at the moment, the protagonist is a 19 year old girl. And so Gemma's having more of an input into the kind of uh, um, manner, the reveries, so to speak. I, I think this is actually, you, you'd been too short-sighted with Brandy. I think in this modern day time where everything is a big um, blockbuster. Yeah, right. I Brandy, think it's like the Brandy, movie. the movie. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, it's kind and of make like it like a, the Hunger Games. Yeah, it's the Hunger Games. But you get hunted with a tennis ball. Right. Well, yeah, or, or some like deadly version of a tennis ball. And then it'd be like, this time, no one's barley. Yeah. <laughs> so, Sean, can I ask you, did you play Brandy when you were at school? I did, yeah. Okay. All right. So, the rules as I understood oh, them were... If uh, you're being, if you're one of the kids being hunted, and someone threw the ball at you, if you caught the ball, you got to throw it back, and you were and you were immune. Or if you fisted it, like punched it oh. AFL style, <laughs> out of the air, you're also kind of immune. But if it hit you in any other way, if you didn't deflect it with your fist or you didn't catch it, you're gone. Was that the same rules you had? Yeah, it, it was. We, we had an additional rule, but it might have been just uh, north of the border. We're a bit slow up here, kind of rule, mm. which was we could use we could use a jumper to deflect um, away the ball. Oh. As well. oh, that's cool. That's the high level of difficulty with a school jumper. So, do you coil it up like a towel, or do you keep it like loose for more coverage? Oh, it's more just uh, panic shaking. <laughs> yeah, right. mm, interesting. I like it. What were the rules you played Brandy by? I mean, I think we played them by pretty simple rules, which was just like you got hit or you didn't. Yeah, chuck a ball at someone. <laughs> yeah, but if you caught it, yeah, if you caught it. But I think that's all it was. I okay, can't no deflecting. Away. No, and I certainly don't. The think punching, the punching play. got so popular, like that. Me and a, a group of the guys, like we got really good at punching. So oh. we would we would wear one single glove. Like Michael that was that like our punching hand. Yeah, yeah, but that was like our Brandy glove. Right. That's how serious we like took it. When you think about Brandy's like a game. NFL punter. Do you have kids, Sean? Huh. I, I do, yeah. Late teens. And did they, did they, did, did they play Brandy? Because I can't imagine this day and age that that allow kids to run into a yard and fucking hurl a ball at each other. Is that still happen in schools? No, I can't recall them playing that, no. No, because no. you couldn't, right? Oh, H&S. I mean, dodgeball is still, still a thing in America, That's though, a right? big soft ball, though. Like, a tennis ball can do some damage. Like, you know, if you're close enough, off the top of their head, would hurt. Mm-hmm. Some kid gets hit in the eye of the tennis ball. I mean, come on. God, you know what? I think, up, I, 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 wanna know, I think we need to do more investigative journalism on this. I'd like to know if right. Brandy is still a thing. Well, I think what you should do is linger around some primary yeah. <laughs> and observe the children and what they're doing. <laughs> what games do you like to play, children? <laughs> 
there's this guy who I think is from Home and Away. I think the headmaster from Home and Away. Asking us what games we like to play. <laughs> what do you do for fun, children? <laughs> Uh, all right, uh, Sean, uh, well, you know, what yeah, was my question? Yeah, what was Will's question? Yeah, just a quick, it's a quick two-parter. It's just a one or two-word answer, I guess. Uh, first one is, okay. I understand you're a bit of a Radiohead fan. It must have been awesome to see them at Primavera Sound. Um, do you, And when you listen to their latest album, Moonshake Pool, do you listen in track listing order or alphabetical order? Oh, okay. Uh, here's what I will say is that I've done both and... Because I'll, I'll do, I'm one of those people, much like my Westworld podcast with Radiohead. If somebody tells me that you've got to play two albums in order to understand it or whatever, I will do that. But traditionally, when it comes to albums, I'm either one or two things. I'm either a put it on and listen from start to finish, mm. or I am a random guy after a while. Yeah. I like to think that, like, I know an album's made to be listened to in a certain order, but after a while, it's almost like I want to listen to it. There's, out of that order to understand the original well, that, order. That idea of the concept album, like, you know, Sergeant Peppers, that was meant to be a concept album. And then four songs into it, the Beatles were like, oh, this is fucking hard. Let's just write pop songs. Yeah. Like, and I can't, so you listen to that album. It's like they start off the, some imaginary band and then they forget about it and then they wrap it up at the end. So I kind of feel like, well, although, unless it's like a, like a prog rock concept yeah. album, you pretty much just put it on shuffle. This is pretty much, you've pretty much described right then pretty much every comedian's comedy festival show. <laughs> like it starts out with like, the here's the theme. And then in the middle, it's just their best 25 minutes of jokes. <laughs> and then at the end, they just try to wrap it all together as if that all made sense. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why the world is upside down. <laughs> Charlie Clawson, the world is upside down. Do you have a personal preference uh, yourself, Sean? Uh, I'm typically a random one, but my mind was blown with that latest uh, Radiohead album when they actually released it in alphabetical order, yeah. which I, I mean, thought, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, they're, I mean, they think about it a lot. They're artists. I, fe I feel like at some stage, that, that like it'll be revealed that there was all this stuff going on on all these Radiohead albums that yeah. nobody knew anything about. It's like the Illuminati or something. Right. They've been communicating. I mean, if Tom York was going to start a religion, I'd get involved. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, you have to turn your head into a radio. All right, All right let's do I'm it. I'm in, tune in, download. Uh, Sean, thank you so much for, uh, A, knowing more about this podcast Just than we do. One last thing. Why is there no furniture in the room you're oh, in? Oh, yeah. Are you a serial killer? <laughs> I'm, at, I'm at the office, and so I just snuck into uh, a, uh, a little meeting room so that I could uh, sit here and chat to you guys. Okay. Essentially, Sean, this has been a meeting room tour of Australia for us. Yeah. We've seen inside a lot of meeting rooms of a whole bunch of businesses around the country. <laughs> yeah, Australia is not working today. It's almost Christmas and they've thought, fuck it, I can waste a few hours. I mean, it's Christmas week. I mean, the fact that you're still actually at work is to be admired. Yeah. Nice one. Well, thanks again, guys. And look, after you release the uh, Survivor podcast, Will, I'm looking forward to the Westworld one. <laughs> uh, thank you very much, mate. And uh, thank you for being involved in this. We really appreciate it. Bye. Bye. Right. Thanks, Chad. All right. We've got one more. I Have we got one more? Or is that? One more. Last, Last caller. caller. Oh, from Perth. Going, going back, back to sunny Perth. Do we miss out anywhere? We went to Tasmania, Adelaide. Uh, we we didn't, go, didn't go to the, anywhere in Europe or Brisbane. UK. No other continents besides the US. I mean, the timing might be bad for the yeah, for it's Europe. True. I think right? it's like one AM or something in London yeah, right now. I mean, bad timing for for Europe. But you know, but all, all over. We've travelled. We're like the Leyland brothers. Yeah, travelled around the countryside. Ask the Leyland. Ask the Leyland. What's the next line? 
Arsalele trying to commit suicide. The business has been losing a lot of money. Seriously, we're in financial hell. Do you know how to get some taxes? James. Oh, hello. Oh, hello. Hello, James. James. Fellas. Is your your avatar a face swap? Yes, it is. Me and my Oh, thank God. Oh, for a minute there, I'm like, James is a giant baby. It's... I got to be honest with you, James. The picture has come out and it's a little terrifying because, of course, we didn't know that was coming. And it took me a little second. You know what? For you to say, I mean, as I said way, that sentence, I was like, cool I know. Say. What if that I actually what look if like it that? Isn't a face swap? My son is a 40 year old yeah. man. You've, done, you've, just done the, you've just done the thing of going, so when's the baby due to a person who isn't pregnant? Essentially. No, there's some, something very childlike about that face. You look, It looks a bit like, uh, uh, you know, in um, uh, Beyond Thunderdome when Master Blast gets his oh, helmet yeah. knocked off yeah yeah <laughs> one man enter one baby leave yeah. <laughs> we can't see you yet uh is uh, your you, camera yeah, on do you have video camera yeah just maybe have a look at it mm. all right maybe it'll come through you can yeah. ask it we can hear you clearly clearly though yes oh there you go oh, there we, oh, all right that. No, yeah no you yeah. don't look like that baby no that's definitely not <laughs> oh, imagine if it was more terrifying <laughs> 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 All right, James, you can take the mask, that horrible mask off now. Go back to the baby. <laughs> uh, so, uh, now, what? you look at, well, where are you today? Because you, you look like beautiful. No, it looks like you're standing in front of the green screen and they've comped in some beautiful landscape behind yeah. you. It looks like you're at Westworld, at the, at the station where the yeah. people arrive. No, no, no um, the, I've got the blinds down, so it's, um, yeah, the garden's behind the office, so... Yeah, oh. right. You're at work as well. Oh, fucking so everybody's hell, at work, but it's Christmas. It's the week to do it. Yeah, because apparently nobody cares about their work during Christmas work. Oh, it's super quiet. That's for sure. Yeah, everyone's checked so, out. I think half the office is at the pub. So that that's a very cool shirt you're wearing, and that's normal office attire for you. No, it's Friday. I look yeah, Friday oh, cash. Right. So that's okay. Friday cash. Yeah, yeah, cool. The uh, there's bit, there's a few shorts in the office today, and that's a bit that's a bit racy. Um, I work for a bank. Yeah, I work for a bank. So yeah, that's um. Oh, oh I busted breaking the rules. Yeah, I, I don't know if I, I don't know if I want to see a banker in shorts. No, no. Did you have a question or a comment? Oh look, I was um, pleasantly surprised that this wasn't a Nigerian scam. <laughs> don't talk too soon, mate. Who knows? Yeah, mate. You'll be you'll be. The longer we keep you on air, yeah. we're just we're just draining your bank account right now. This is our new funding model. Yeah. <laughs> You call us, it's costing you $15 a second. Okay, it all comes together. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your office is going to get one of those, like, you know, if somebody's made, in the old days, they'd make like phone sex calls from the office. Yeah, just leave the get phone called up the in HR. It's like, hang on, it says here you did a Skype call with a podcast and the bank was charged a million dollars a second. <laughs> this is bizarre. <laughs> uh, yeah, look, um, I guess my question would be I mean, I listen to you guys in all sort of different um, places and times and, uh, you know, levels of inebriation. So well, I'm just <laughs> getting a feel on how you guys actually record and your states of, um, well, well-being. Um, you know, <laughs> how often how often are you guys, you know, two or three deep on the, on the frothies or, uh, you know, is it um, generally, you know, you're catching up at different times of the day. So, you know, Charlie will be, you know, just getting up in the morning and Will, you've been at the club hitting um, the, the wines. So you're, uh, you know. I think it just depends. I think when, like, like. It'd be most... great to go back and really chart, like, 
because when we're in the same room, yeah. Traditionally, we drink. Although this morning we started. Well, that's, gonna, that's what I was going to so say. Is I think when we started, it was a piss up. Yeah. Like when we started, it was like a six pack. Like you know, it would probably yeah. bring probably go through maybe two six packs. Like, yeah. and then I think as early. it's as it's a gone on, like we've been drinking water all day today, and I'd say most time when I think about it this year, there's occasional special occasion where we'll. We might drink. That's normally if we're going to hang out afterwards or, or yeah. something as well. Or if it's at night, might have a beer while we're doing it, that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, off, I've sometimes, the funny one is if it's early morning for you, but if it's like late night and I'm in my apartment at home, I will often have a few drinks or whatever. And yeah. like you're, it's 11 o'clock in the morning and you're about to go for a, like a swim or a yeah. jog or something. And <laughs> I'm just getting, so it's a really, it's like somebody getting into an Uber late yeah. at night, like where one of the guys is really drunk and enthusiastic and the other one wants to just get to the, yeah. <laughs> just wants to get to the end and get I mean, five stars. I think that the, the last time we had Gareth and Dave on the show, like on Tofop, yeah. um, is when they were doing their dollop tour and we got fucking Blimey. hammered, man. Like, like I had Blind so much try. fun. Like yeah. I was having so much fun, but because I think I was drinking whiskey by the end of it too. There's points in that podcast where it's just like we're rambling ram- and stuff. Oh, like it's just drunk. yeah, but it was like it was great fun. But I think as I've gotten older, my ability to do that and still maintain coherent conversation has gotten less. And oh, the live shows, oh, the live shows, drunk. yeah. Oh, I don't, well, that, I don't, that's, a, that's a different beast. Yeah. 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 I'm not quite. I'm not quite yet there. Like I still am too nervous about the live shows that I. I will have a few drinks on stage, but I feel like someone needs to be. Like it's you know. Well, yeah. Someone needs to be able to grab the wheel if we and start you know, going to be stage. Me. Yeah. So, you know, it's definitely not going to be me. So it's so. like I'm the I'm the designated driver at the live show. It's like <laughs> I can have a couple podcaster. of drinks. Yeah. Did you guys come with a designated podcast? Yeah, that's me. Yeah. Yeah. If, if we start going into dangerous territory, I'll take the microphone. <laughs> That's what Dixie should really be for us. It could, it, it could end up in dum dum territory. So you know that that's. Uh, I mean, that's really drunk. Well, there. Yeah, I mean that that shows. Yeah, I mean, you've got to have nothing on the next day. <laughs> that's all I would say. <laughs> uh, well, mate, uh, thank you so much for joining us from your place of work. Yeah. Oh, thank you very much for having me. Yeah. Enjoy your Friday night, your Friday uh, afternoon knockoff drinks. It looks like you're going to get into it soon. What time is it now? It's oh no, it's early uh, for you, right? It's only oh, twelve. Oh look, it's um, it's twelve o'clock somewhere. So yeah. Yeah. All right. Have one for Thank us. Thank you so much, mate. Cheers. Bye. And that was our last caller. There we go. That We're went done. pretty well. I thought that was great. Yeah, it was really good. So this is uh, Tofop150. Um, also, it's very close to Christmas. So before we... Uh, do you have anything to plug first? Oh, yeah. My tour, Critically... <laughs> My tour, Critically Will, uh, is on sale uh, pretty much everywhere now. Adelaide, Brisbane, Hobart, Melbourne... Uh, Perth is now on sale as well and selling really quickly. I'm only doing two shows. So if you want to come in Perth, I would get in really quick for that. Uh, Sydney will be on sale in the new year. And uh, I will be in uh, Bermuda in early January if, uh, if there's anyone listening who lives in Bermuda. Um, I have nothing to promote, but uh, Will and I were discussing before the show. Uh, as it's Christmas time, yep. we wanted to give something back to you the guys. In the spirit of giving. In the spirit of giving. So what we've um, decided is we're going to open up the Patreon levels. So all the content that we have on there that's under sort of different tiers, um, we're going to open up and allow everyone who joins up to see the comics by Fosdyke. We get- think that, that James's comic is just so good. Yeah. That we just want everybody who joins up on the Patreon to be able to experience it. So even if you join up at like a dollar a month, yep, you'll be able to get his. You'll comment. be able to get that, and yep. you'll also be able to get a Sean link. Maluga's photograph, behind the scenes photographs, which are brilliant. 
Um, what else have we got up there? We've got other stuff up yeah. there. But the one thing you're not going to get is the books. Right. Like the hard copy books. We need to hang on to those because they actually cost money to what we're going to try to do is give all that stuff, that regular stuff to everybody. And then next year, we're going to try to find some cool... New content. And special kind of things for... Because we, we also understand that there are people out there who can't afford to, you know do $20 a month but yeah. if we had something up there for a few months or whatever that they wanted to they're happy to kind of raise yeah. their level up for a few months and sure. then take it back and stuff so we're going to try to do more of that stuff where you get something decent at the higher levels but yeah. everyone who joins up from a uh, dollar upwards gets you know access James's, to everything yeah all those sort of really cool things yeah and there's a lot of great stuff there's the ebook um there's there's all these different things and the good thing is you can actually go through the patreon site and you can just discover it for yourself because we've been posting stuff all year so that's our thank you to you thank you for listening to us for 150 episodes it's taken a long fucking time when you compare us to other podcasts i'm not sure there would be a podcast that's taken this long uh, to get to 150 like when was our first one uh 2012 no 2010 What's the date? Uh, I wonder what the date is on the of the release on iTunes of the first episode. I think it's April. Michael, you might be able Michael, to Michael, if he could look. Google it and tell us what the... I'm going to guess. I'm going to punt and say April 2010. April 2010. Do you want to guess? Oh, no, May. I'm going to say May 2010. And what is it now? It's like December 2016. <laughs> and we've managed 150. Like, even You've in done, the last two How years, many fucking faux fops have you managed in that time? 200 and something <laughs> on your Many own more. I'm, Many a dead, more. Like, I'm the dead weight heaps more heaps more <laughs> july 2nd 2010 okay out so. by a couple of months but yeah that's a shocking average right but we got to 150 where that fucking dour batsman right. who takes a long time to get there yeah we've been he holding us out end, but we got there we got there and now we're 150 yeah so what do we do? So we raised a bat at 50. We kissed the crest at 100. What do we do? Did we discuss this last week and not come up with what it was? Well, we should have thought of we something by now. We take audience calls. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> so we just forget about the batsman <laughs> metaphor. Oh, uh, yeah. Just before we go, we uh, just need to give a special shout out. Okay, uh, so uh, Kevin Myers, thank you for uh, popping in and keeping the virtual green room entertained we didn't even know that we were having a virtual green room no this sort of dawned on us as we were doing this show halfway through as people started saying that they were like you know in the virtual green room and talking to each other our virtual green room had entertainment i mean i feel Pro like probably arguably better than the main show yeah, i mean we i wish i could have gone to the virtual green room while you were talking occasionally i could have just popped ah. in to the virtual green well, room. Uh, what rider would you have in the virtual green room i mean just small things you know tiny things you know i like <laughs> tiny virtual things just <laughs> Tiny on sticks. Yeah. Um, and uh, the thing I would say is, I think this went well enough that we will try to do another one of these at some stage. Yeah, um, so, absolutely. We'll uh, work that out. Yeah, I know there was a lot of people who didn't get through this time. So if you've enjoyed it, let us know on the Facebook page once the episode comes out, share it around. And, um, you know, that's what, you know, uh, you guys could do for us. If you think somebody would enjoy it, then uh, pass it around or rate it and review it. That'd be really cool. So uh, Merry Christmas, everyone. I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson.